keep moving forward. The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only. It's showtime. It is showtime, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fantastic episode here at Circle Play Podcast, episode 141, 149, ladies and gentlemen, capítulo 149. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, of course, the host of Devious One I've been seeing here with my other host, my brother, my, my sangre, my all. Man, right here, that runs through my veins, ladies and gentlemen. That Sir. is right. He's back. He's finally back. I wish I had the song, you know, Eric Bischoff. I'm back. back. I'm back. Oh, I thought you were talking about the uh, the kiss. I'm back. <laughs> back in the New York groove. <laughs> he is back, Sorry. ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. No roads where this man takes you, ladies and gentlemen, Sorry. because he is Mr. No Roads and he is Mr. DeLorean himself, who is now part officially of the iHeartRadio. And once again, I want to congratulate, of course, me, hermano, Mike De Niro, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. He is here today. What is going Thank on, you. De Niro? What up, what up? I'm so happy to be back. You know what I mean? Gosh, it's been a long time, man. I can't wait to, you know, be on this show. Thank you so much. I appreciate the congratulations. And yeah, bro iHeartRadio, but my home is right here, Circle of Debate. So, so happy Aww. to be back, man. Yes. Oh, oh I appreciate it. Right in the corazón, huh? See, in the corazón, see, right in the heart. Right. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and follow us here on Circle of Debate and also on the Bloodline Network. If you're watching this on the Bloodline Network Entertainment Network, make sure you go to bloodlinenetwork.com for all your needs go there as well for anything for entertainment sports and pro wrestling and MMA boxing anything you like make sure you subscribe hit the subscribe button now for both of these channels and on Twitch mainly as well we're watching this on Twitch and on Facebook and on Twitter all the social medias are right in the description right below make sure you do that and follow it because man we have got shit over here on the mm -hmm. network and on the COD and yes oh so we don't need no roads <laughs> like, <the laughs> what's going what on, Graydon? Hey, what's going on, Graydon? Hey, yes, what's happening? Yes, yes, what up, brother. What is going on, Mr. D? Oh, notorious DOM now, courtesy of, of course, uh, just, just in time. What's going on, what just in everybody on the chat? But today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot to stack. Ivy will join us here later on. You know, she's just having a little bit of difficult te technical difficulties, but. She'll join us on a little bit. Today we got a stack show here on a Sunday. We got I got a... the shakes that'll make you quake. I got the fries that'll cross your eyes. I got the burgers that'll... I just got burgers. 
We just got burgers, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we just got burgers. That's all yeah! we have. Yeah! 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 <laughs> what? Oh, man. But yes, let's get into it. One thing I do want to get into very brief is, of course, we did have, oh, quite an amazing performance for Mercedes Monet that happened last last night, I guess, you could say this morning for us in our time. Uh, of course, uh, her losing the IWGP World Championship to Mayu Watani, the match, the whole event was great from stardom. I still got to go back and watch it. You know, obviously, we were at PCW Ultra last night, which was incredible. Go and follow us on, on our Instagram, and you'll see all the posts right there in the video, especially. And we will have a special interview for you guys here as well. Uh, courtesy of the director, I'm not going to say who. You got to just make sure you follow and you know, subscribe. But this match here, I guess with, with Michael Tani and Mercedes Monet was great. After the post-conference match, Monet was asked what's next for her. And, of course, she was like, oh, I, I feel like I'm I'm going bankrupt here. I feel like I'm bankrupt. I feel like I lost everything. She called and then like, oh, wait, no, I didn't I didn't go bankrupt. My CPA said I'm good. And now the... <laughs> Now the big, so the rumors, I guess, is true. So she extended herself another, con, you know, extended contract with New Japan and Stardom. And are you excited, De Niro? Give us your take for her to actually extend her time longer with Stardom and New Japan. Are you happy and so far of Monet's career, how it's going right now in Japan? And did she make the right decision to stay? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy that she's going to be staying with Japan because she looks like she's having fun. And it, it's been a while since she was out there to have fun. So I think it's really awesome. So I think that, you know, yeah, go ahead. Stay in Japan for a little longer. You got a lot more, you know, business to take care of. Um, the matchup with her and Mayu, I was able to catch that great matchup. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that she's reinventing herself and she's having fun. So why not stay in Japan for a little bit? I know she even said that she wants to move to Japan, too. So she might pull a Kenny Omega and move to Japan and be a full-time wrestler in Japan. I mean, that's right up her alley. This is where she wants to be, so that's awesome if she stays a little longer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think she has done tremendously, you know, transitioning herself, becoming Mercedes Monet. You know, we're all used to calling her, you know, Sasha Banks, you know, everything else overall, the bank statement. But she mm-hmm. changed a lot of her character, and she changed. And I'm happy that what I like to see is her development in, you know, in a strong style, performance style. You know, her gaining that, but also I love I love the fact that she's mixing it up with her lucha libre style that she had that she has knowledge of and now developing more of her strong style abilities and getting to learn from these women's uh, you know in stardom. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are gonna ha- that could happen here because you have the Grand Prix, which is almost like the G1 for like the you know for the women's side. You're gonna have that. She may be maybe participating in that, and also Julia lost her stardom, you know, women's title. Um, so we might might see them probably compete versus each other. I wouldn't mind seeing Julia versus Monet, uh, but I'm excited for Monet's career. And I have a feeling if things don't work out with this individual, then might follow her along too, and that could be Bailey. I don't be surprised because Bailey's been a very supportive person of her, and of yeah. course her BFFs, you know, very high. Went to Japan to see her debut. Yeah. So. Exactly. So mm-hmm. we might see that, you know, we might see that. And then also with the rumors of Trinity Fatu that basically she wasn't able to, you know, have an agreement with stardom was because she cost too much, but she already 
broke the you know broke it down saying no you know yeah. that, that wasn't the case it just that it was just really just the terms and conditions were not mutual so i mean that's why it didn't happen but i'm happy to see monet stain and man she will be part she will be at resurgence coming up in may 22nd here in long beach california which i, I need to buy my ticket i need to buy my ticket to go where and also uh shout out to her uh black tiger outfit oh that's because- right you know, she always has been paying homage to uh, Eddie Guerrero, her favorite wrestler. Eddie Guerrero spent time in New Japan as Black Tiger, so really cool to see that, too. Oh, that's true. That is very, very true. She mm-hmm. did come out with the Tiger Mask. Uh, let's see what I'm going to say. She could do more in Japan than anywhere that she can go on in the States. So I, I'm all first thing around. Yes, absolutely. Word. Yes. Yo, yo, JoJo, what's going on? Yeah, yo, JoJo. Uh, hey. Oh, let's see what Justin got to say. Mercedes is killing it in Japan. Super happy that she's staying there. Oh, me too. I think I'm extremely I happy. And the one thing, too, is that I it gives us, the casual fans, the audience, is we now could actually watch the product stardom. I'm not saying that the other you know, talents in that roster doesn't give us that attraction, but you need a gaijin. You need a gaijin like her, Monet, to give the American audience some an, an investment of the product. And I mm-hmm. feel that even Will Ospreay said it. Osprey say, "Well, oh, man, she is a hot commodity for stardom and for New Japan. She is mainly she she's a star of you know the, uh, the star of Japan, and she could you know elevate it to a whole different level for stardom. And I totally agree with Osprey. She could do that, and I feel that you know her staying there. Oh man, just the matches that we already seen by far, and this one with Mayu was." I, we could get more out of her, and I think we will definitely see more. And see, Joe, you got to see Mercedes is my favorite, to be honest. One of the best, absolutely, man. One agreed. of the best, he is agreed. Great, and maybe Psycho, mine's Justin. Okay, <laughs> but man, I'm happy. I'm hoping she has a great run still, and we'll see how long. I, you know, one thing I want to see though, I do want to see so we have a new Japan and CMML work, you know. They always work together. I wouldn't mind seeing her go to CMML, compete with the women out there. Uh, I'm not sure who's their number one top female out there, but I wouldn't mind seeing her going to Mexico and compete out there. I, know I would much rather her in AAA, but we all know the, the whole shit with that. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, would definitely. I mean, it would be right for Ali to go to Mexico as well, especially I was just saying how much she pays homage to Eddie Guerrero. That would be awesome to see her in Mexico. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think the – and then, oh, it will give eyes as well. You know, mm-hmm. to that country mainly, but oh, yeah. you know, we'll you know we'll definitely see what's gonna happen. All right, so the next one we got, yes, the budget cuts. Oh no, no! Once we heard this, it was done. You see, she's very passionate for the business, and I, yes, totally agree, JoJo. Yes, man. So Nick Khan makes the comments on the podcast that he was on the interview. Uh, and they mentioned about any budget cuts now with the, you know, with the merger with Endeavor, uh, which it hasn't been done completely officially until later on within, you know, within a year, this year, excuse me. So, but when they mentioned about budget, budget cuts, then he mentioned it will be very aggressive. The, the cuts will be very aggressive. And should there be a concern? Because now looking at the roster that, you know, that, Triple H, Papa H already, you know, rebuild, bringing back the Good Brothers, bringing back, you know, Mia Yim, and bring and re-signing Candice and Gargano, uh, bringing back Dexter Loomis, Bronson Breed, 
I mean, shit, the list could go on. He brought a lot of people about Braun Strowman. Well, no, Braun Strowman was before that. So uh, just him bringing the people back that he brought, you know, that could be a major concern because I don't know what was the offer. I don't know what – obviously, we don't know what money-wise, how much they got paid. You get me? We don't even know that. But should this be a concern for overall the talents? Overall, yeah, mainly the talents. Should this be a major concern? Because if – if, they, if he's talking about it's going to be aggressive cuts here, should the talent be worried? Especially Papa H, who the people he brought back. So, give us your take, Daniel. What are your thoughts about this budget cut? Well, I mean, first off, you know, this is, I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is crazy, but it's just pretty much the norm when a big merger happens between two big companies. You get a lot of uh, cuts because. You know, mergers cost a lot of money and they try to recoup some of that money right off the bat. So I, I don't think that this is anything out of the ordinary for just a business decision for WWE to have budget cuts. And I can see this being more along the lines of production staff, just because, you know, now if you're going to be merging the UFC and the WWE, then you have, why would you need, what up, Travel Chief? Why would you need uh, what's called two separate production staffs? You would, that's, that's, probably like a waste of money you're not going to compete with wwe and ufc on the same night so why not be able to use the same production staff for both so i can see it like that but i also you know i i don't know how many you know talents are going to be at risk but i I don't think it's going to be too much of the talents that are at risk more so of like production staff as uh as uh devin just said you know front office i can see that but yeah, this, this is the norm with uh, mergers. When you merge two big companies together, there's usually big budget cuts right off the bat. You know, look at look at the big one between Time Warner and Turner, right? I mean, shit, look at WCW was the casualty. You know, even though they were making money, they were the casualty. Even uh, the recent one with uh, Time Warner and Discovery, there was a lot of budget cuts when they merged. So, yeah, it, it's pretty much the norm. It's just... Since we're in the wrestling bubble, we we're you know thinking it's going to mean this, mean that. I think that it's probably going to be less noticeable on air, though. Yeah, I agree, and I, and I'm I'm with you know also what Devin said. I think it's more like just uh, for an office. I think yeah, especially just fucking move to a new building, and now it's like oh shit, you you bought this, you purchased this building, and now for all your employees, you might have to cut half of them. You might have to cut half of them. What do you think about the building? It looks great. I think I it looks like, good, but shit, I, the iconic Titan Towers with the windows, like, uh, I'm going to miss that. I used I to am, drive by that, too, when we, was called? We'd drive through Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Always. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, but it's just a neat, I know, yeah, I, I'm going to miss the Titan Towers. Yes, I'm going to miss it. Damn, Titan Towers. Rest in peace, man. Oh, well. I mean, you're, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's still going to be there, but it's, you know, someone will rent it out eventually. Yeah, but I think front office, I think, is where it's be a concern because, especially with the UFC, how they did it with Dana White, they cut a lot of people off. They did, I think, they're they saved about like they didn't cut like about 50 almost 50 million in budget cuts of what they did. Yeah. Uh, but it was an investment because now we see a lot of things that are you know, UFC's up there now, the value is the network is worth more, and I think. You know, Endeavor, I think Ariel could do something for that. Maybe. I don't see, you know, a lot of people talking about like, hey, we might, might have some UFC front office combined with, you know, with the WWE. I don't see that. I Probably I would say the payroll style. Like, let's say maybe like the HR payroll. Maybe yeah. that. 
maybe that that could be one. Um, but that's why I feel like right now they haven't really. Could that be the case of maybe why they they didn't they're not hiring anybody? Could that be the reason that is frozen? Why you know we didn't get no Jay White, we didn't get none of that. So it's like, all right, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for sure that's the reason. What up? What up, Tim? I think that's for sure the reason because if you're going to if you're already having the plans to cut the budget, right, and you're going to cut that budget, then the last thing you're going to be doing is adding more to that budget. So, of course, I think that, you know, right now the plan was to just wait on everything until the mergers finalized and then cut the budget, do your budget cuts and then, you know, restructure, bring bring in new people. But I don't think, you know, right now it's in the plans for WWE to add more to the budget that they're trying to cut. So that's that's definitely why I think that they, you know, froze hiring new acquisitions. And, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think it would, you know, make too much sense for Endeavor to have two separate production staffs too so i could see them merging a production staff between the ufc and the wwe especially if it's one company and like i said you're not going to have them competing on the same night so mm-hmm. that production staff will always be available to go to both wwe and ufc so i could see a lot of people in the production and not like the producers not the kevin duns or anything but i mean like the people that set up the lighting uh the trusts the 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 stages all that the i can see that being a part of the cuts yeah that could be too. You're right about that, you know, because especially if you're on the production side, I think, yeah, you, you, that's a valid point. That is a valid point. But we'll see, I mean, we'll wait to see, you know, later on throughout the year. I mean, we'll see. Let's see what Corny got to say. I came back to reverse some so I'm, oh, I'm glad you're back, sis. Good to see what you up, back what up, in Courtney. action. Yes, oh, that's yeah. right. That Shout out to right. the CNC Wrestling Podcast. Check that's right. Check them out. The CNC Wrestling Podcast is a killer every Saturday, man. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but we'll see what this budget comes. Well, you know, we'll see later on in the year. But I don't think the talent, maybe I don't think so. I hope not. I hope we don't hear, oh, well, hey, you know, we got a roster cut. We got to, I mean, especially what's, especially what we're going to talk, you know, about next because starting on Monday is, of course, it's draft day, baby. It is draft day. So this is going to be the one that, you know, there's a lot of things. Call-ups are – they just revealed 96, 96 people in the roster, I guess, of, on all brands are eligible for this upcoming draft starting – yeah, which is a beat coming up this week, I believe. It starts tomorrow, I believe, on Monday. I believe it does. I'm not quite sure. I have to go back. But what are your, what are your expectations for the draft? Are you excited? Any call-ups that you see you know, happening – Thoughts overall, and it's all with these belt. You know, I if you notice, as all the champions that we have, your own, we have the you know, of course, the, the tribal chief, of course, hashtag thousand days, and of course, yeah, you have Austin Theory, the U.S. champion, Gunther, the intercontinental champion, and of course, Bianca Belair, Raw women's champion, Rhea Ripley, SmackDown women's champion, and Sammy and Kevin, the undisputed tag team champions. What are your expectations, dinner overall, and give us your take on the draft? expectations who do you see from nxt or do you see anybody from nxt give us your take break this down brother yeah you know i know a lot of people are over brand extensions and drafts and all that i am still you know living in the past like i i get excited for the draft i love the drafts i love the brand extension i just like when it's done right and i like when it's done properly i feel like the last time we had a good proper draft and both shows had their own separate identity was 2017 
when, you know, SmackDown was hot, right? And Raw had their own identity. I think that this could be that. I hope so. I hope that both shows have a different look. You know what I mean? Right now, Raw and SmackDown has the same look, but it's, you know, one's blue, one's red. Like, bring back the the, the blue ropes. Bring, bring back the red ropes. Give the shows their own identity like they were back in the day. I'm excited for that. Um, And, yeah, you know, you could really have more opportunities for guys when you have these uh, drafts because, you know, not every star is on one show. It's separated. So it allows you to give more opportunities to guys who are, you know, on the cusp of being at that point, but then, like, you know, are not on the shows every week. I look at a guy like L.A. Knight, who right now is a – he's really becoming an organic star for the WWE, but we're not seeing him push to that potential – I think that, you know, separating the rosters and having that draft could allow him to be a star on either Raw or SmackDown. So I'm excited for that. Like I said, I do hope that both shows have their own identity and not looking like the same show with different colors. Um, and, yeah, I think for NXT, it's always interesting when you got some NXT call-ups. And right now there's a couple guys who I think is, you know, prime and ready for the WWE main roster. I look at a guy like Braun Breaker, like how much more can he do in NXT? I think he's, it's time for him to come up. If they didn't give the title to uh, Carmelo Hayes, I would think that Carmelo Hayes is ready to come up. So I think that, you know, maybe for on the women's side, I could see uh, Cora Jade. I could see, um, damn, let me see, Nikita Lyons. But she's, is she still injured? She's still, injured, she still yeah. injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe Starks. Like, there's been a lot of women in NXT who've been around for a while who deserve that main roster push. So it's going to be interesting. But definitely, I think Braun uh, Breaker should be definitely called up at this point. What else can he do in NXT? Mm. Uh, for me, well, Braun should be more of a trilogy with Carmelo. Because it, this mm. is only one, you know, one and done. I unless they're making him going for the chase because of the fact of how he's being booked at NXT. I know yeah. he's he's speaking of Chase, yeah, he's pretty much feeding with Chase U. But I still feel that he does have the potential. He does have it. I just still feel that where would you put him in place? And Mind you, with the just the roster, seeing what they have, I don't. My thing is more is who fits where and who fits who, and it's it's insane because uh, I mean, let's see. I think they dragging off pretty deadly in the yeah. Um, the creeds for sure, yeah. The, cre- the creeds, yeah. The creed, I think the creeds brothers are going to sure. be a fucking problem. I would like to see the creeds, you know, with Chad Gable. I think oh, that would yeah, be yeah. a good stable. I and, and you know, let's say Otis, let's say Gable goes heel, he brings the key the creeds as the you know the heel. That's your team angle 2.0. A little like, more oh, serious. Yeah, a little bit more serious. Yeah. Uh man, there's so much potential that NXT has, but I still like I, I feel Zoe Stark is ready. I think she the mm-hmm. women's side, I think Zoe Stark is ready. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing her. With the likes versus, you know, Rhea, Bianca, Becky, Bailey, like even her in Eo Sky, Dakota Kai. I wouldn't mind seeing her. I, I think she's ready. I think her and Indy are the ones that are ready for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they, yeah. Yeah, part of it was thinking. I think she's, it's her time. Now yeah. you can have her and, you know, Candace, you know, Candace LeRae, they could be the, the, you know, the tag team, you know, and help kind of elevate those titles that really mm-hmm. don't mean anything but hopefully they can do it i mean there's there's so much possibility where they could do it uh, you know on this but oh yeah that would be a killer i'm glad you brought up tag teams do you think any tag teams will be split during this draft and which ones 
That's a good question. I I have a feeling that we're gonna get the split of um um Carrillo and Garza. Something tells me they're gonna split them. They're I mean mm-hmm. they're a tight team, they might split them up, but they yeah. shouldn't. I have, have you seen Carrillo lately? Motherfucker's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah, yes. he put on some size. He fuck yeah, he put he put on yeah. some good size. I really, really good size. Oh yeah. man. And then um what should we call it? And then uh let's see, tag teams. I don't I hope the Viking Radius I think don't that makes no sense. I don't think any tag team should be you know separated. Hmm. You I think the one thing they should do is ha- this is what I, I mean. This is depending on how this is gonna work out for either network. I don't because remember, mind you that which we forgot to mention that you know pretty soon they're gonna expire. I don't know. What Endeavor is going to do with their TV rights deal for WWE for Raw and SmackDown? I think you're stuck with Fox for quite some time, long, longer than USA Network. I think it all depends on that, too, because maybe the tag teams will. Here's the big question is will you have Kevin Owens and Sammy relinquish one of those brand titles and make it a tournament? That's what I would like to see a fucking tournament. I want to yeah. see if they, can rel- if they can relinquish one of those belts and then make it as it, uh, a tag team tournament, you know, who make it a pretty much yeah, going for those titles. Oh, that'd be so awesome to see because yeah, you're building up what again the tag team division. You need that. We need to see the likes of the good brothers, we need to see the likes of, of Carrillo and Garza. I still want to see Legado too, because you know, even though they're getting TV time, you know, with judgment day, but I still like to see more of a push of the other two, because I feel the other two deserves more of a chance as well, not just only Santos Escobar. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, of course, the profits. Um, but by I, principle, I think that if you are going to split the uh, tag team titles because of the draft and separate, you know, shows, by principle, you would have to do the same with Roman Reigns because, you know, I mean, if it's, oh, you know, the draft means they're going to separate shows, then... Roman might have to split those titles as well. Yeah, unless they do something different, of course, that they'll do the, the mm. undisputed, like, you know, combine, make it in one belt. I mean, that could be the case, too. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with uh, TK. I think that right now, with all the rumors of, you know, Montez Ford being the guy that they see stocking and wanting to make him the big single star, I think that that would be – this is the perfect opportunity to split them without having them turn on each other. So – for sure, I could see the profit splitting. Probably Montez stays on Raw. You got Angelo on SmackDown. Then when they have the the pay-per-views, you know, they always come together. But yeah, I think that it's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little interesting though if you do decide to split the tag titles, because that means that you know you would have to split the world championship. I think that maybe the tag titles and the world champion they could go to either brand. Like that's how I would keep it. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I would like that too, but it 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 just. I think for me, I think it has to do really how you book them, and like how you book your shows. Yeah, and how do you book you know the stories? That's the thing. I don't know what's you know what's Paul Levesque's idea or what is his intentions. Like I mentioned last week, I said, I know people are talking about Vince is back. Okay, yeah, Vince is back. Oh my God, he's here. Um, he's making Raw and SmackDown shit again. Rematches after rematches. I mean, yeah, we do see that, you know. But, but see, uh, Justin Thompson, not a big fan of the draft, but being the recent titles get split. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, Roman's never, 
Never. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, he doesn't need to be there all the time. He doesn't need to be there. He doesn't need to be there because you need to acknowledge him. You have to acknowledge him. You there. Sitting at home. Acknowledge me. <laughs> you have to acknowledge him. Yep. But I think, you know, I think we'll see where it goes from there because if Put it like this: If we, if Vince is fully back in creative control, we will this split this this draft. We'll see if we see all the talent that Triple H brought back into one show. That means Pop H is going to run that show. Yeah, uh, good point. And that that means he's going to run that show. Something tells me, and I have a feeling, Vince is going to keep Raw, and he's going to have and he's going to have Triple H do SmackDown. Which I don't. I think. I think it should be the other way around. I think it should be Triple H running Raw because it gives him three hours to fuck with, yeah. and him to how to put anything, everything in place. While you have SmackDown, Vince has his two hours. He can do whatever he wants with your promos and all your, you know, your segments. I mean, yes, <laughs> justice for Cody. Ah, oh, Jesus. No, no justice for Cody. No, no, no. Personally, I I don't think that uh, this McMahon's going to play too much a part in creative. I I think that all that was rumors. I think all that I think Vince has input, but just like Nick Khan said, right now head of creative is still Triple H on both ends. So I think that you know he's always going to have input from his father-in-law, and yeah. his father-in-law is always going to want to give input. But I think that right now, when it comes to creative, Triple H has still like the reins of it. Yeah, people, people. I know people have been complaining about creative of Raw and SmackDown lately, but you have to understand after WrestleMania, a lot of the big major storylines end, and now this is you gearing up to something new. So, with that, you're going to have to have like a little bit of a down period as you start to build up new storylines. And then, on top of that, when you have a draft on the way, why would you have so many feuds that you're really invested in? When in a couple of weeks, we don't know who's going to be where, you know what I mean? I feel like after this draft hits, say in like two, three weeks when this draft is already over and we know who's on what brand, that's when you're going to see the product start to heat up again. Because now you can really commit to certain storylines without having to separate them. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very true. Fuck, man. I, it's it's going to be very intriguing to see. Uh, I, I'm going to be paying, we're going to be paying attention to this for sure. And it, all right, let me ask you, so. Let's talk about the U.S. and the Intercontinental. Would you? How would you book that? Would you put Theory on SmackDown or you leave him raw? I say keep it the way it is. Theory on SmackDown. I mean, Theory on Raw. Gunther on SmackDown. I feel like both are killing. Now nah, you know what? Change the scenery. Fuck that. Bring Gunther to Raw. Bring Gunther uh, to Raw. Bring the whole Imperium to Raw. Put uh, Theory on SmackDown. Change it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Both are killing it. I want to take the title off either of them. No, I wouldn't either. Like for a, a while. I think both, yeah, I think both are doing a great job. You know, people shit on Theory, but Theory is really showing that he's got what it takes. So keep the title on him, continue building him. And right now, Gunther is doing something very special with the IC title. So let's keep that rolling. And then if you could hold that title for as long as you did on SmackDown and then come to Raw and hold it for a while, I think that shows, you know, something special. So I would do it like that. Mm. Just and swap would, the shows. What about the women's side? What about with Rhea and Bianca? I think um, it's just going to be too awkward, kind of like, you know, the, the last time where you had Charlotte and Becky having to switch titles. 
Like, you remember that whole initiation yeah. ceremony, whatever the fuck it was? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I would keep Rhea on SmackDown, keep uh, keep Bianca on Raw. Yeah, that's true. I, I yeah, see, yeah, everybody, yeah, Imperium, and yeah, Imperium and Gunther and Raw thing will make sense. I think yeah. that does. It will, it will, it will give you something new and fresh, and it gives you more opportunities to mess with him, like with the Imperium itself. You know, yeah, I will like that. And then pretty much talking for Judgment Day. Might as well since Rhea's on SmackDown, Judgment Day over there to to SmackDown, something different. I, I which I think is going to happen. I I don't think that group they should not separate. They should, no. no, 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 no. You got something fresh there. Don't. Uh, I, man. Saw, I saw the Ring Fanatics show where they were talking about, what's it called? Dom going on his own and Judgment Day going to one show and Dom getting separated from them. Like, as funny as that would be, like Dom feeling like a lost puppy. You know what I mean? Like, hey, wait, I don't have mommy no more. I don't got backup no more. I still, I don't know. I think that right now there's still more stock in them all together as a team. Yeah. There's still a lot more. There's still a lot more there that need to help, you know continue to develop. See what Justin Bronson Reed should win the U.S. title. Theory Reigns is completely flatlined. Um, I mean, right now I think it is because they don't. Who are they gonna book up with? <laughs> and now that you put in, now that you're having that triple threat at Backlash between him and Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley, I mean, okay. Uh, I didn't want that to happen. I'll be honest. I really wanted more Bronson and, and Lashley having their sick one-on-one match because yeah, that I do want to see. Uh, but I don't know why they added him to the title picture. It doesn't make any sense to me too. So I'll agree with you on that. One. Just, I don't feel that it's, it's knowing where they book him and where they put him. I feel that that's how I feel that we're, who would they book him with? I mean, I, I think if we put him on SmackDown, then we could probably see something different. We could see the likes of maybe Karrion Cross going after him. Shinsuke probably go after L.A. Knight probably go after him. He goes face. Like, it, I will keep L.A. Knight on SmackDown. I will keep him on SmackDown. Yeah. He's going to be your number one fucking star on SmackDown. I guarantee you that. I'll tell you what I would like to see. I would like to see the profits split here in the draft. And down the line, not anytime soon, but maybe, maybe Survivor Series time. Like, keep the title on Theory, and then eventually Theory drops it to Montez Ford. I think that those two are going to be a great feud, and I think that Montez solidifies himself as a singles wrestler by beating Theory. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I think that could happen then. then I mean, that then we probably will see the profits, you know, split up. Yeah. No, Dom, don't say that. Don't say that, Dom, because nah, I, don't, I, I hope no, not. No, 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 I hope, I hope not. not. No, don't say it. You're lying. They're lying, damn it. No, they're not. Not. No, no. You think this is a game to me? I served hard time. Served hard time, all right? <laughs> he served hard time. Don't yeah. do this to me. Yes, we do need another match, damn it. We do. We do. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see the outcome of this draft. We'll keep an eye on it, and I'm excited. And I am stoked. Let's see with Georgia. Hopefully, the draft fixes everything for WWE because nowadays, uh, well, right now because it's fresh. You know, it's right after after WrestleMania, so they have to write another six month stories and for each one, and which one will work and which one does not work. You know, it's, yeah. it's never you know that's why they should have a season off. But you know, in pro wrestling, there's no such thing as having a season off. 
A Thousand Days. Yes, keep LA Knight on SmackDown. Yeah, oh yeah, I'll do it for you, Justin. I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got you, J-Man, I got you. This is, uh, where's the, yes, he needs more time, he does. What is going on, Nick? Solo by himself, possibly? You know what? Mm. I don't see Solo. You know what? Maybe Solo by himself. Maybe could work. But I, I still feel like he needs he needs a manager. Though. Mm. I'd rather not see him in a mic. If, go back and look at him in the mic when he was in NXT. <laughs> I don't know about that, buddy. No, no, no. <laughs> ah, no. Or... No. You, you need to give him a manager. He needs a bucket manager. He needs a voice. Who would you put him with? That's a good question. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know who. I, I think he's. I think he sticks with the bloodline stays. And Paul would pretty much would be accompanying him. Uh, see, that's see, that's why I don't feel they could split him though. Mm. I don't feel that, but I know that the Usos right now are in hot water because they haven't won the. I mean, we'll see this Friday coming up. You know, I'm, yes, he's been doing tremendously great. I think, ah, man, it's tough. I don't know who to put. I, I think I will leave him with. What's not many? Supposed? Yeah, it's not many managers right now in there's, the WWE. Yeah, there's no, there's no many managers. The you know, solo in, in name, but not in reality. I heard those pro. Yes, you see there you go. Those promos are. Ugh, I don't know about those promos that Solo does. No. No, you needed to be that I've been dragged off, like, you know, like, I would keep, I'll crush you. Like, there, like, have a two-word, three-word saying promo, that's it. Just like no, I said. CM Punk did not get that reference. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> he, he, he never he watched did. Rocky. <laughs> yeah, he never watched Rocky. That's probably why he's butthurt, you know, because of Rocky and shit. <laughs> oh, man, but it, Solo is a tough one. Uh, let's see, are they, yes, you are adding NXT. I don't know who's coming up. Everybody's saying uh, Eli Dragunov to SmackDown, supposedly. I don't know. That's rumoring your windows. You know, I'm not a dirt sheet. We're just only our opinionators. I'm not quite sure. Selena's ch- Chancla at Raw. <laughs> oh, Selena's Chancla is right. Her Chancla. Now that she – yes. Yeah, I would like to see Dragunov definitely come up. And wherever he is, I think he has to be on the same roster as Gunther because – you know, Gunther had an 800-day reign as NXT UK champion, and he lost that title to Dragunov. I think right now, someone who would be a big threat for Gunther would be Dragunov, the guy who took the last title from him. Yeah. That would be an awesome feud on the main roster. Remember, they had, like, match of the year candidate matches. No, oh, yeah. They definitely did. They definitely did. You know, my, I should watch NXT. Hopefully, get, No, it's if you it's should good. watch NXT. It's good. It's really, really good. Here's, here's something I can't figure out. Is Grayson Waller? No, he is not ready to come up yet. Too soon. I you need him to have you need him to be your number one heel in NXT and to be a great, you know, NXT champion. So I mean, that's for sure. I'm so, really not a fan, to be honest. Like I was thinking about it, like I'm I'm really not a fan. I I like his arrogance. I like his arrogance too, but it just I don't know. It, something about him just doesn't seem I don't know if it's the look. I don't know. I don't like his uh, in-ring attire either. Mm. It's just basketball shorts and fucking shoes. Like, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of looks, speaking of arrogance, 
ladies and gentlemen, making his return. Damn it, what's going on over here with this? Yes. Is back. Let's he go. Is back. Ladies My guy, what's up, man? The Love but but I'm back. I don't have the glasses, but I've got other things in the arsenal. The oh. glasses, are, glasses are hidden somewhere else at the moment, but I've got other arsenal. How you been, bro? Oh, cooling down right now. Oh, I love don't this have, weather. Don't have the AC installed quite yet, but you know, mm. if you guys can't, you guys can't hear too many fans, can you? On my end, not really yeah. that much. Yes, we're Sounds doing good. Then we Gucci. We Gucci. Yeah, we we're, Gucci. On, we're on fleek. <laughs> I missed oh, you, bro. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use all the most com like current Gen Z slang just to be and in the most cheesiest Don Callis type way I can possible. Mm. You know, it's it's uh it, no cap AEW. <laughs> this is the no you guys didn't have you guys been we, – we haven't titled any episodes with, like, stuff that's been said in the episode because I see that with other podcasts, like, you know, like, this is the Octomom episode or whatever. Oh, man. The Octomom references are running wild, bro. It's yeah, they're running wild. But, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Callis is back. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, no. I'm bad. Eric Bish. If we could have that Eric Bischoff clip, I, I wish I, I could, but I don't want to get a strike. That's twice in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> twice in one episode. We said we needed it for me. Need it for you too, man. Oh yeah. man. Oh. But, but yeah, we. You, you know what? I want to hear. Let's let's hear. Okay, Matt. What do you? What do you think uh, uh, about the draft? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if you've been watching WWE as much, but. You know, what do you think about the draft so far? They've done it before, and they'll do it again. But, like, it, it limits you kind of, like, you kind of already know what they have planned just by looking at who, who's going to which roster, you know. It's like, what what, shows you, what show is uh, L.A. Knight on? SmackDown. What show is, is Karrion Cross on? SmackDown. Smackdown. Okay, that's, it's limited now just because you know, you know who's on what. But then he, is that wild card card rule still in place? Nah, nah. They're just right like now, there's no there's no brand, you know. This is everything. Everyone's everywhere. Okay, yeah. so like, I don't I don't see the point. Then it's like, oh, they are here. We are limited, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Man. We'll see. So, I We'll see. But I want to get into just a raw inspector very quick because uh, a lot of things caught my caught my attention. One was, of course, on Raw, the Trish Stratus promo. I That promo, what she did, I'm not a nostalgia. I'm not an act. I'm not a sidekick. I like that. I, oh, man. That was a great promo. It was a great promo. And I, she brought back the old look, too. Oh yes, she it. brought back the old look. Do you remember Matt, the old look with the with the hat and then with the, with the long? Uh, she brought it back, and I was really really happy for that. What theme but, song was she using? Was she using? Oh, it's time to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one. She was still using yeah. that one. 
she was still using it. But I, man, I liked it. I think that promo really, really hit. Uh, I'm telling you, like, and also, Miz and, and Seth Rollins had a good match. I think that was a really solid Got match. Got enough time, too. Yeah. Enough time. That was wrestling, I'll tell you that. That's Stalin. But, but now that we have Trish as a heel, and also we heard that, I guess, rumor, okay, guys, rumoring your windows that Lita is probably is not clear to return at all anytime soon. I, she's really injured. I think yeah. uh, from her last match, we saw. But, yes, uh, I Maybe. found the Trish promo. Yes, absolutely. I guess uh, she can do it, be a manager. She's got the experience. Yes. MGC. Back there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, um, well, get, go ahead. The room. Give us your take on that one. What, on Trish or mm-hmm. on the uh, injury on situation? Raw. Everything oh, on Raw. Raw was great. I I don't know. I, I'm not getting the criticism that people have been giving the WWE the last couple of weeks. Like, I'm still enjoying it. Like, Raw was really good. I love the promo from Trish. She She's awesome, and she got that look still, you know what I mean? Like, she looked like she was back in 2003, 2004, which was awesome. And then, yeah, Seth and The Miz, such a great matchup. People sleep on The Miz. The Miz is a good fucking wrestler. Stop sleeping on the dude, all right? Always is a good hand. Always puts on good, you know, entertaining matches. And he's great on the mic. He's a great character. You love to hate him. He's always there, never injured. Come on. People need to stop hating on The Miz. Really good matchup. I don't know what they're doing with Seth Rollins, though. To be honest, that's the one thing I'm like, that's a little bullshit. You know what I mean? We got Seth versus Omos going into Backlash. For what? For what? You know what I mean? No one knows. But definitely good matchup. Um, I enjoyed the Solo versus Rey Mysterio match. You know what I mean? If you guys go back to Rey Mysterio versus Umaga, there was a lot of... uh, a lot of homages being paid to Umaga versus Rey Mysterio in their matchup back in, I believe, 2006, I want to say. Um, really good matchup. I love the main event also with the Judgment Day versus uh, versus Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn and Riddle. I don't know why I had a brain fart there, but really good main event. I enjoyed it. I liked how the Usos and Solo had a bit of an alliance with the Judgment Day. You know what I mean? I think that we need to see more of that. And then eventually we see the Judgment Day and the Bloodline clash. But, yeah, I, I thought it was entertaining. SmackDown, entertaining. You know what I mean? I think that uh, Riddle and Solo put on a good matchup. I think that, uh, yeah, right now, um, Gunther and Woods had a good matchup. There was a lot of good shit. I think WWE right now is good. You know, I think the problem is, like I said, we're coming off of WrestleMania. We're coming off of a lot of long-term storylines that culminated at WrestleMania so right now, leading into the draft, this is a bit of the, this is a bit of the restart. So you're not going to get all this like captivating television right now as you're trying to rebuild. You know what I mean? But right now, I think that it's solid enough for me to enjoy. So, yeah. The one thing I would say though, like, was this like an Undertaker fucking tribute or what? Because we had, of course, Trish. You see that right there. Oh, and then Brock. And then Brock. What the fuck, man? What is going on with this? Let's Brock with the trench. trench. Yeah, that's more of a sting trench coat. <laughs> you got Jeff Garrett on the other channel also with the cowboy hat and a coat. Yeah. You got, you got everybody. You know, I might even show up wearing that soon. Who knows? The, you're, are you no longer Matt Callis? You're the last outlaw, Matt Callis. <laughs> and the cowboy hat. Is a wrecking yes, down here be... You run, run round these parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but I, definitely. I mean, 
I don't this right here, I liked it overall. I think it was great. Um I like the fact that we're seeing Riddle now be a little bit more serious. Even though yes. I'm still not a fan, though. I'm I'm gonna be straight honest. Like I said, I'm not a fan. I'm at least not that goofy. Hey, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I, I'm just I, no one could pull up what RBD ever done. And RBD doesn't even do that. RBD was just calm and collective, like chill, bro, chill out. Yeah. No one could be an RBD. No one could do that character. Not Riddle could do it. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, but I'll give Riddle his in ring abilities great, but his character charisma not doesn't win, doesn't win me over. I'm not invested. Everybody wants to be the dead man, but nobody can be the real dead man. That is right. I agree. We're out, out there looking like the old Western sheriff. I've been, I'm the alive man. <laughs> You're the alive man? <laughs> Not the dead man. Not the dead man. You're the alive man. Yeah, I get it. I'm with you, too. I'm with you on that. But I, I liked And then Gunter, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm loving Gunter and Imperium right now. They're doing so much good shit with them. I'm really happy that they're really using him and investing him very, very well. I mean... And just to read, you know, just read uh, Justin's, you know, uh, comments here. That as much as I love Trish, the promo wasn't great. She was no one sidekick yet. She was in a situation and feud where she was always going to be that I know because they book her that way. And I think that's probably what happened here. And it's like Brock out there looking like, yep, he up, yep, he does. Yep, that's right. I don't know, Macalis. Matt, Matt I don't know if you've been paying attention, but. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. Have you been watching the product as of late? I know you've been a busy man, man. But what are your takes overall? What you've been, what you so far know? With with uh, WWE, who, Raw, and SmackDown, with the oh, Becky so and Judgment. I watched, I watched WrestleMania, and I think one of the best things I, I should probably add you guys to this group: the Simpsons wrestling memes group. The you can't see me <laughs> Simpsons wrestling memes group. So so much good stuff on there. You know, it's almost like it's almost like a meta commentary on everything that's going on. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's like it's like solos hiding underneath the the floorboards or whatever. All these all these different memes of Sol Homer Simpson as Solo or whatever. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that. You know, I think I think the Solo guy will be somebody to watch in the future. Walker, Texas Ranger, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> No, but yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, man. We just there's so there's so much, and then we have backlash coming up soon. So you know, we'll see how the story develops for for backlash and how they book everything, man. But all right, I also want to give a congratulations to, of course, the new Impact Wrestling World Champion Steve Macklin and the new Impact Wrestling Women's Champion Diana Perazzo on their win on Impact Rebellion that happened. This past weekend, the last weekend, uh, last Sunday, uh, good Macklin and uh, Kushida was a great match. I think it was a great main event. They they really put out a, a tremendous job, you know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, I was just really, 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 really happy to see that. And Diana and Jordan Grace, they put a oh my god, that was a you want to talk about bangers, man? That was a banger of a banger, banger after banger. After banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after banger, after banger. Banger, man. It was banger, baby. I loved it. But, you know, I'm really happy for Macklin, though. I think his run, his next feud will be, of course, PCO at Under Siege, uh, which is fine. You know, just let, let, 
Let it slowly cook, how Matt Callis would say. Let it simmer. Let it cook. Let it just Let it marinate. Marinate a little bit. That's right. <laughs> but I am happy for Matt Williams, you know, winning the world title. And I feel it didn't make the right call on this. I can't wait to see Josh Alexander back and see them going feuding. I think, I for me, honestly, I feel it was, that was the plan. I think it was going to be Macklin, Alexander, and Josh putting over Macklin. I think it could still happen, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, but I want to get your take, Danero. What are your thoughts on Macklin win, being the world champion, and the honors, and what what can you – if you want a fantasy book here, how would you book these two? Mainly Macklin, of course, because this is his first world title. Um. Break it down, man. You let us know. Let the people know yeah. what you think. I, I mean, right move definitely for Impact to put the title on Macklin. I think that Macklin was being built for this role as world champion anyway, whether uh, Josh got injured or not. So I think that this would have been the right move, even if it was against Josh Alexander. So Macklin's been being built up the roster. He's been built up the card. And you see a night and day difference from where he was when he got released from the WWE to where he is now as a character, as a ass kicker, as just a badass, you know what I mean? So definitely a good move. And I think that right now the best thing I think you would do is just keep the title on him, let him run through the roster a little bit. I, I still think that eventually we're going to have Speedball work his way up to the heavyweights and then go against Macklin and probably, you know, bound for glory. That would be a good matchup. But I think that, yeah, I think right now you just let him run with that title, have some matches against guys like Moose, have what a Victor, have some matches against guys like uh, PCO. He's going to be going against PCO. It's going to be interesting. But Macklin right now, they, they made the right decision with this. And also they made the right decision with Deanna. Deanna is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that um, – that uh, Jordan Grace's contract is running up with uh, impact and she might not be resigning. So I think that, you know, it was the right move for Deanna Perrazzo, who is with impact right now to be their champion. Like I said, she is one of the top women in the world. So. No, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't wait, yeah, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was a, you know, Jordan Grace contract is running up. I, mm-hmm. I so that's the, Oh, wow. Okay. Matt Callis, how do you feel about that? Speedball Mike Bailey, like you brought him up, he he's really he's one of those guys who's always in the right place at the right time. And I didn't get to recap this with you guys, but WrestleMania again, his match with Kota Ibushi, you know, I love that. He he get they keep putting him in really good matches, you know. I mean, pretty soon I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know PWI top ten, top five you know, or the hottest agent in the business and sooner or later, or world champion, you know, he's got a yeah. lot of different things to do. Uh, as for Deanna Perrazzo, you know, there was that short, what was it the ring of honor stint and now back into the impact stint. She's a, she's kind of like the, I'd say Deanna Perrazzo is starting to become like the Matt Cardona of, of women. You know, she's, she's a big deal in the outer world. The yeah. outer world of wrestling. I gotta I gotta do my homework on Steve Mac Macklin, but Deanna is like oh honestly Shay, she's the, the Matt Cardona Matt Cardona of women's wrestling. Uh I like it. I like that. That's a good yeah. you know what I didn't thought about that, but I like that. Is that a like, curveball? I, when you're I think that was a curveball. It was a curveball, was curveball. it? If you want it to be, it could be. Hey, I got my glove ready. I knew you were coming. I got my glove ready. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
But I want I wanted to save this for Let's when go. we talk. But I'll throw it anyway. Throw it. There you go. Oh, he, yeah, he, he caught uh, it. There's nothing. I missed. Shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, he. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. So that's. A, oh, okay. I think you're. I would say you're right on one thing, but there is another person that is heading towards the Matt Cardona level. And I'm creating this thumbnail for you because I we talked about it, but. You know, since you are you are the analytic, you're the expert of it, and you and hold on, I, I'm creating it right now because, okay, because that's a, the reason why I'm, I want to kind of debate that. Can I be a debate? No, 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 no. Hold on, I'm creating this right quick. I'm trying to do it as fast as I can. My bad, Craig. My bad. I'm just trying to do this because you mentioned she's the next Matt Cardona. I don't think so. I think this person is heading to be the next Matt Cardona. And because we talked about her earlier, and I feel that she could do this, and this is your girl that I'm talking about, Matt Callis, your girl too, because I think she's the one who could be the next Matt Cardona. This girl right here, Mercedes Monet, could be the next Matt Cardona in the indies. If she decides, well, I don't think she'll go to the indies like that, but I think she could be the next Matt Cardona. I travel around winning titles, yeah. I want to. I want to see how. Um, I don't, I hope her her Mayu Iwatani match hasn't happened yet, right? Yeah, it already happened. Oh, and she and she came out on top. Nope, dropped the title. Oh, okay, I actually like that result. See, that's how behind I am. But I was I was exciting for it, but I thought it hadn't happened yet. Yeah, that was a, that's a good title change. Then I'm happy it happened. Then because I don't. I wouldn't like Mayu Iwatani being buried. My the Tanahashi of uh, of women's wrestling, Mayu Iwatani. But um, yeah, Mercedes. She could. There's a lot of things she has in mind. If if they let her do more promotions, more of the indie promotions than just Stardom in New Japan. Like if I could see her in like I don't know. She could she could face Hikaru Shida for Regina to wave that other belt that you always see Hikaru Shida wearing, and I think mm. that would be a good match. Shida. Shida has a different style of wrestling than Mayu Iwatani does. It's more, you know, like there, there's a, it's a little bit Muda. It's a little bit martial arts. It's a little bit of other stuff in her arsenal, you know? So, and then, but, but Mayu's more of a seller and more of a, it's more of like that Ric Flair kind of Terry Funk type style. If I, if I'd say like she could dish out punishment, but she, she sells a lot and does a lot of the psychology. Also Tanahashi too. But I think she does more of that that martial arts style. So I think I hope her next match could be against Sheeta sooner or later. She could find well, I don't care what promotion. I think that would be that that should be the next big one. Uh yeah. Well, also her and Julia too, because Julia just dropped the belt too to um to Minori Kawa. Uh, was it Minori? Uh, what is it? Kawara or I forgot her last name. Jesus. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But Julia, Julia is a pretty unique character. Like. She's, I'd say maybe maybe you could think of her as like a new Will Ospreay because she's like a new heel. She's got a new faction, Donna Del Mondo. You know, it's like an Italian-Japanese Yakuza-themed all-girls faction. It's like it's like I'm half Italian, so I'm going to be all about like that mafia army kind of... I don't, have you guys ever seen that movie Domino with, uh, with Kira Knightley? No, I haven't seen it. That's like... So it, it's based on a real person. Her name's Domino, and she became like some kind of mercenary assassin, 
uh, security, uh, soldier of fortune, whatever. And she used to be, she was a model before she was a soldier of fortune in real life, in real life. And she cut her hair all short, you know, Domino was her name. So she's like, she's like Domino if she was a wrestler, you know. It's this woman, is this, she was a model who shaved her head and became a mercenary. Like Deuce and Domino? What's up? Said Domino if she was a wrestler, like Deuce and Domino? (laughs) If I knew. (laughs) I knew. All right. All right. All right. Well, now it's time, baby. You know what time it is. It's about that time. Hopefully the director makes it because he's getting... Director got overwhelmed last night, but, I mean, he was happy, excited for PCW Ultra. But, you know, he we might see him jump on in while getting tatted. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That's if we see him. He's getting the COD logo tatted on him right now. Yeah, he is. Right on the neck like Cody. <laughs> oh, let's see what Brian got to say. What else can you say about Mercedes? That toast of the titles with Okada was a classic wrestling moment. And the outside of Tanahashi and maybe Naito, because Yusuke has to find something special in you. Mm. Agreed, Brian. Mm. Very. Yes. It's time, baby. And you know what time it is. It's time. It's time. It's beta time. So I got my glove on for something. Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, it happened 96 hours ago. There you go. I got my math right this time. Damn, look at you. Yes. Yeah, it's been 96 hours. Jesus, 96 hours? Say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so 24, 48, 72, 96. Yes, 96 hours. Yes, 96 hours ago. That's what happened here on Dynamite. And, man, look, I'm going to say this right now. People are going to give me shit about this, but this – Felt like a fucking WWE episode. <laughs> you know what? You, the promos, just the entertainment aspect aside, it felt like it was WWE. Like, I felt it as much as people might say, What are you talking about? No, it was, it didn't feel like WWE. Well, it did. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, Tony Khan, because it felt like WWE. You're watching the product. I know you are. Don't bullshit a bullshitter because you are watching Tony Khan. And you're watching us here, too, as well. So you already, I already know you. I know you. What's up, Tony? <laughs> What's going on, Tony Khan? It's I know popping you. Tony. Yes. Yes. It's beta time, baby. Yeah, beta time. But, man, let's get into the first segment of the opening of it, and that is the Four Pillars segment. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. This is the one. You know, we see we see Jungle Boy Jack Perry or Jungle Jack, whatever they want to call him, coming out first. Then Sammy, then Darby, and then of course the promos going at it with each other. I respect you, you respect me, I respect you, you and I respect each other. I don't, I, I like you more than this guy. Too many, too many pointings like everywhere. Like, oh, we're everywhere. We like each other. Like, it looked like that Spider Man meme where they're all pointing at each other, <laughs> like the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> they did look like that though. They did. Oh man, and then of course MJF coming out. Uh yes, this uh, there it is. Yes, of course. No, you're bullshit, son. Yes, he's bullshit. But yeah. Omni Khan double here for MJFs. <laughs> for MJFs. The meme, the the Lenny, what was it? The the <laughs> the Simpsons meme. I'm seeing double. There's four of them. <laughs> <laughs> but man, all I know is that. 
then MJF coming out saying, "Hey, look, you know, my good friend of mine is Tony Khan. We made an agreement. So we got to do a first ever Pillars Tournament match. Uh, first person gets a first round buy, which Darby on got. A, Darby gets a first round buy, and now you have Jungle Jack, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, whatever you want to call him, versus Sammy Guevara in the main event." And the winner of that will advance and face Darby Allen the following week. And then the winner of that will face MJF at Double or Nothing. Now, I'll tell you, I'll, I will digress mine very quickly before I ask you guys. I like this. I'll tell you this right now. There's, I like the story. I still feel, I'll save myself for when we hit to the main event. But this, this story by far, I like the fact that if you, if you guys pay attention, they're really pushing Jungle Boy. Really, really good. They're making him look strong. They're making him look strong on, on and because, you know, like I said, I'll save it for the main event. But I feel that the, this story is perfect because now we have fresh faces individually. You don't have Jericho being, you know, and getting involved in Sammy's situation. You don't have Sting getting involved in Darby like that, except for that promo from the one from last week. But that was it. Uh, we don't see Christian and Luchasaurus interfering with Jungle Boy. Thank God, because I would have been pissed off if that would have happened. Uh, but I like this. Uh, the fact is because they're really making Jungle Boy really strong. They're making him really looking great on this, comparing, you know, like from his last match that he had with Christian and now with this. I think something's, something's here. I like that they're simmering it okay they're they're mm. they're basing it all right they're basing it they're just putting it like oh, putting that salt there baby they're putting that salt babe right there yes i love it fantastic wow chef's kiss when we'll get there but man de Niro, give us your take about the segment brother i hated it <laughs> I'm, I'm a, no and you know usually i'm joking I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna tell you why i hated it girl uh, remember in living color men on film hated it <laughs> And Living Color is a classic. I haven't heard it in Living Color in years. Shit. Hated it. Men on film with Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer. Yep. <laughs> the little hat. I think the reason why is because... Uh, all right, one. There's, there's one thing I liked about this, right? And the one thing I liked about it is something that I've been saying that AEW needs to do more, and it's giving me an event that hasn't been pre-announced, right? So we were able to have an opening segment that announces a main event for later in the show. That's awesome. I want to see AEW do more of that instead of announcing every match and segment before the show starts. You know what I mean? Get, let some things be a surprise. So that's awesome. Um, but the promos sound the same between these four guys. And I especially did not like that Darby Allen, the last couple weeks, has been sounding like the ultimate babyface. I'm here for AEW. AEW lets me be myself. But then you had these guys basically act like Darby Allen was the heel here because both Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara was talking about how Darby Allen is an asshole backstage and he, you know, he stays to himself. He's antisocial. Like that was not what we were, you know, listening to and hearing the last couple of weeks. So why would we switch up on Darby like that? Um, also, I feel like they're forcing Jungle Boy to be the star of these four. But Jungle Boy on the mic still sounds very bland. So it sounds like it's it feels like they're trying to like shove him down our throats. I think that Jungle Boy needs to do less talk and more fighting. I think that Darby Allen should not be treated like a fucking asshole backstage if he's, you know, the last couple of weeks being the guy who's 
waving the flag for AEW, like, hey, Max, you want to leave in 2024? I want to leave never. I love this place. You know, but all of a sudden this week, it's like, ah, but you're an asshole. And that's coming from the other baby face in the ring. That didn't even come from Sammy. That came from Jungle Boy. So, and then also, I don't like the whole, you know, we know that this is going to end up in a four-way match anyway. We know that this is not, this tournament means nothing. So, I mean, because why would you build up these four guys all going, you know, head to head to head to head and then have it end in just a fucking, you know, one-on-one matchup at uh, double or nothing? I don't know. I think that they're trying too hard to give these guys screen time because they started this storyline a little too early and they're trying to stretch it out as much as they can. And it kind of feels like, hey, we still got a couple more weeks. We got to stretch this out a little bit. Let's slow it down a little bit. So let's just do the same thing we did last week. (laughs) wow okay i I can't argue that i'm not even saying shit i'm already gonna argue i'm not even gonna argue uh that kind of fire marshall build myself cycle is a feather feather let me tell you something let me tell you something fire mark jim carrey's character and then also what was uh there was another met uh thing i was gonna mention but yeah thank you tim Yes, I'm back. Yeah, homie, homie, don't play that way. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking about whenever it was Santani and Ortiz and they had the sock, you know. <laughs> homie, don't play that way. <laughs> With the sock. No, but um, my response to this, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit of two things mainly here. Is that, you know, I I I really liked what. The, the first kind of promo where, where Darby Allen was kind of making fun of everybody. Like, oh, I'm, I didn't get booked on Twitter. I kind of like seeing a different side of Darby, kind of like dissing people and being more, you know, showing more of his personality, his flamboyance, his acting skills and all that. But the uh, he kind of stumbled a little bit on his words here. But, I mean, it yeah. happens to everyone, even to me. But, you know... It, if, if he's got enough practice, I don't think that stumbling would really happen much often, if at all, you know. And then in response to, you know, everybody cutting a promo on each other, yeah, I, I, Darby is supposed to be the baby face in this situation. And it looks like he's going to win this one because if it, if it comes down to Sammy and, and MJF, nobody's – everybody hates Sammy, so there's no way he could win. Like yeah. right now. Like right now, like I don't, I don't know what Sammy could do to become likable. He's gonna have to like find the cure for cancer, or you know, he's, <laughs> he's gonna need to do something. Like, like what do you think Sammy Guevara could do to get himself to be liked? Like, you know, just like give us free. I don't know. He's got he's got to get do a lot to get liked. Is all I'm gonna say. I agree. You know? He's got he's got a lot of things to do. I'm back and better than back. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll I'll say, oh, and and about uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I like how his voice sounds. He just has to have some better things to say though, because for a great tone, you know, this is like a hip hop thing that that you know, as a rapper, Mike, you would know that like to voice tonality matters, but also like lyrics and then your flow and all this other stuff. Yeah. All that all that matters and you have to have like all of the above to be the the full package. He's Jack's got a good tone but you know it I think his voice almost doesn't match his character in a way cuz that's not he doesn't sound like a a boy, he sounds like a man, you know. Mm. He's got a very a very strong voice and then 
the look. Now he's wearing more black clothes. Maybe he should try different looking gear, just Jack Perry on its own, and just be very, what's his name? Um, very, very Nick Bockwinkle about it. Because I, I like how well. I, he just needs some better material, you know, than what he was saying, you know. I, I want some more I want some more creative words from from Jack Perry. Take go to the Eddie Kingston school of of uh school of promos and the MJ, and all the different promo classes. Just just put in some extra credit. We need you in the promo lab. What was it? When you when you <laughs> when you go to community college, you gotta go to the language lab. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got and you gotta check out you gotta put in your school ID. That's what that's what Jack Perry has to do. He has to go to the promo lab at AEW and put in some more hours yeah. and put in AWID. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Kingston's like waiting there. It's like, you didn't put enough hours now. <laughs> there. Let's go into the first matchup of the show. We had Jamie Hayter. Hold on, let me, let me, let me get this. There we go. We had Jamie Hayter and the Dr. Britt Baker, hometown girl here in Pittsburgh, going against Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. I like this matchup. I liked how, you know, that crowd went absolutely apeshit for both Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. You know, even though you had a bigger reaction for, for uh, what's it called, Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter got a huge reaction from that crowd as well. I thought that was awesome. You had her parents in the front. And, yeah, overall, really good matchup. I thought the matchup was good, and I liked how it played into the storyline later on in the night. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm with you, too. I already enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was good. Good heel and face match. like, And especially your hometown, Britt, got her entrance. You know, normally Hater will be, you know, she's a women's champion, but she'll be the last one to come out, but she was the first one. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was actually, it was fun. It was great psychology. I think uh, the way how everything went down overall, and then seeing Soraya just, you know, harassing her, you know, Britt's parents, like their family, like, oh, give me the terrible towel, like, oh, shit, or, I like that, and yes, I, I, I love that, and then, you know, the, the match was really, I for me, the match was really solid, I enjoyed it, uh, it was just Brit, you know, especially when he went to finisher, I didn't expect Ruby to tap like that, I, I was kind of expecting a bit, a little bit longer, but that's it's it was, it was fine. It was a, it was a good it was a good match. I would say it was, it was a good good for the crowd for Pittsburgh. And I can say you know shout out to Pittsburgh. They did you know they really got us invested here. So I was really really happy about this one. That Pittsburgh crowd is always hot for AW, and it's more than just for Britt Baker. They mm-hmm. they always have a really good crowd reaction. And you know I think that it's it's cool because you don't really see that in WWE. Like the Pittsburgh crowd for WWE just seems like any other crowd. But when they're here for AEW, they they are invested in AEW. Yeah, I agree with that. Matt Callis, break it down, brother. So it's a little bit of a coincidence that, you know, I'm not doing a curveball, but I'm quoting, this is Pittsburgh's baseball team right now. And they just picked up, I like, I know it's unrelated, but they just picked up their sixth win over the Cincinnati Reds. And they're my favorite baseball team as of now. I've always loved Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates. They have the same color as as the Steelers. And I think they're pretty high up. I think that crowd's like, yeah, we just got that win over the Reds. We've been whooping the Reds' ass all week. Sorry, Cincinnati. But, (laughs) 
but on top of that, I, I if anything, I'd say Jamie Hayter works as a baby face. I think she kind of has to lean into kind of how um, you guys remember Victoria, of course from back, yeah, oh three with with Stevie Richards. There was a time I remember when Victoria first turned baby face, and she she kind of eased into it pretty well. I think Jamie Hayter might be a, a baby face on kin with Victoria when she was baby face because Victoria was a heel for such a long period of time. So Jamie Jamie's gonna have to find like her own way to ease into the babyface feel. As for Soraya, this is, I guess, the second time around I've seen her in the ma- in the advocate manager role. I definitely like this more than how she was with the Kabuki Warriors because she has more of like a reason and and a history with with uh, Ruby and Tony. You know, I her and Tony are Britannian. Her and Ruby are punk rock, heavy metal, all that. Music, you know, and fashion, whatever. But oh, I think I think this is a better fit for Soraya as as a manager, and she has more of a reason. It seems like she has more of a reason motivation because with the Kabuki Warriors, it just feels like they just like here be their manager. Like somebody just sent her to do that, and this is like something out of choice, more or less. So so this she this is more like a good fit, you know. Maybe uh, we'll get a little bit more of that British, you know, that British flavor of heel, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe she'll use the the Union Jack at some point. Who knows? What? Why? 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 What? 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 At Wembley. She'll probably- God, I missed you, Matt. God, I missed you, Matt. Yeah, the Union Jack's the British flag. You know that, right? Yeah. No, I know, but still, like, I don't see her doing that. I don't see her doing that. This girl's punk rock to the core. She's gonna come out <laughs> the red coats. <laughs> red coats. Maybe that. Maybe that's part of being heel. You know, she'll wear, she'll wear a fucking palace uniform and just like, jolly good night. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Matt, I this is you. why we miss Matt because he always my. Cesaro, he, Cesaro changed his name. It, it it's it changed from uh, what do you call that? It the regular dun, 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 the eighteen twelve, uh, no eighteen fifteen or eighteen fourteen uh, overture, and now it's the, like the original classical version of dun, 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 instead of like the rock version. So I guess when you when you turn heel, you could have the more like boring original version of your song, you know. Without any like guitar or whatever, you know, so she could, she could, she might even go full prude, you know. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. Ivan, if you don't clip this, I'm clipping this. This has yeah, to be up. <laughs> I'm clipping this. I'm fucking clipping this. this. I wonder if Yo. this should have been a curveball. Now, you know what? That's the title of this episode Circle Debate 149 Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> Masterpiece. <laughs> Yep, we have, we have to. God damn. Oh, One, man. Get her episode. <laughs> love it, love it. And, of course, we move on with the segment, of course, with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat segment. We had the Elite coming out and, of course, make their, you know, of course, kind of challenging pretty much the, you know, BCC. And I love how Brian – I love this Brian Danielson heel so much, man, because – just for him just calling them amateurs. See, these are your amateurs. All of you guys are amateurs. Uh, 
so it, it was just like I I really I loved it. I really enjoyed this segment and seeing them coming out. Uh, and you know, attacking the elite, and then right after that, we see Brian coming out, and then it was him with the screwdriver was ready to do it. Don Callis coming out with the chair, and he ran off. And Brian was like, well, "Okay, wait, why are you running off?" And then we see, of course, him grabbing Konosuke Takeshita to come out with him, and hey, come save the guys, save the guys, go over there, go, go. And then he goes and he makes the save, and you know, you see Kenny confused, and you see Don Callis holding his, oh, you know, raising their hands, and the bugs were confused too, like. What's going on over here? And now we're seeing uh, there's a lot of speculations here of what's going on here. But I do like the story. I'll tell you the fact because something tells me down the line that this is what I feel is going to happen. It's going to happen at the War Nothing. That's a fact. And I think towards the end, like maybe a week before the War Nothing. Like, once you make the announcement, okay, yeah, we got Konosuke, you know, teaming up with them. They make it official, right? And then, I don't know where we see BCC probably mantle to destroy Takeshita for him not to be able to compete on that match. And then right there, when you see the numbers going, uh, BCC attacking the elite. Then you see, you hear the, the Hangman theme song coming out. And then they finally rejoice and re-embrace. Then they, and then there you go. You're going to have your match. He's a fourth member replacing Konosuke at the War Nothing. If they could build, it's an obvious story, but I feel that they should head it towards that direction. I'm just saying, Tony Khan, you know, just saying. I'm just serious. Saying. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. Take this shit, damn it. And don't fuck up the storyline because you've been fucking it up too much. Don't fuck it up. This Come on, Anthony Khan. Come on, Anthony Khan Jr., the third, or whatever the hell you're the fifth. Just don't fuck this up. <clears throat> but I can see that happening. I I know Chris, you know, you know, Chris is not gonna probably gonna maybe gonna make it. Hopefully he does it if it does not a well. But I I know Chris keeps saying that Callis might still turn heel here. I it's hard for me to see him be with BCC. He could be a good hype man, I'll tell you that, because by the looks of it, Brian is the voice for BCC. Now that he's back, I don't think they need a manager. I think he's more the voice. Uh, and I feel that if they added Callis, Callis is more just a hype man for it. I don't. I I just can't see it. I don't. I don't see fit somehow him turning on on the elite. Doesn't make any sense to me. But if he does, I want to see how it works out. Yeah. It just yeah. I just want to see how that works out. But I feel that's how I I feel that's probably the way they're gonna do it. I think towards the end, Adam replaces Konosuke. And you're gonna have your reunion, and then Kenny and him, and they finally hug it out. Might see it on BTE, or you may—you never know. Might see it. Probably gonna hug it out finally. Have the elite together. That's just me. I mean, who knows? Well, how do you feel about this, Daniel? Do you feel the same, or how do you see this? You know, developing, heading into double or nothing with the story. I, I definitely feel the same because they already involved Hangman Adam Page. You're not just going to not have Adam Page here. I thought that they were going to bring out Adam Page right now, but when they brought out uh, Takeshita, it made sense because Don Cal's been trying to recruit Takeshita for a while now. So it makes sense, but I think that that's the perfect way to do it. You have double or nothing. You know, I, what what did they call the other match? Not the stadium stampede. But the one they did, it was it the asylum in the arena or some shit? Blood and God. Get, no, no, no. The one last year they did. It was... The one they did last year with the BCC versus... Uh, 
versus the JAS. I believe it was Asylum in the Arena or some shit like that. Yes, yeah, Asylum in the Arena match. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're probably going to do that. They're not going to do no more, uh, you know, what was the other shit that the uh, Stadium Stampede? They're not going to do that because you want that matchup to be live in front of the crowd. So I think that what they're going to do, what a faction cast. Let's pop it. Uh, yeah. So since you want that match from the crowd, you're probably going, and you already have it very violent. So you're probably going to do the Asylum in the Arena matchup, four on four. I can even see Takesha starting the match out, and then they injure him early on in the matchup, and then Hangman makes the save to end the matchup in the Elite's favor. But definitely, this is going to lead to Hangman Page coming out and returning. And I think they wait till double or nothing for that big pop. So you feel like they might do it at double or nothing, or a week before? No, I think they're going to do it at double or nothing, where you know maybe. The elite are making the entrance first, and Takeshita's last to come out. And they're like, "Where's Takeshita?" And you see the BCC jumping him in the back. And then the whole match, you have the numbers advantage. And then in the end, Hangman Page makes the save. I like that. That could be this. That's good shit right there. Yeah, hell yeah. That's I like. I like that booking. Yes, I do. Yes, that's really good try. shit. That's wonderful. Me. Wonderful. Yes, it is. All right, Matt Callis, give us your thoughts on this segment. Well, I was looking for my baseball. Oh, wait, I put it over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. All right, so I got my baseball. If you're ready, let's go. Let's let's get that. Get the. the na, 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 na. There you go. All right, so we've had Konosuke Takeshita. We've seen plenty of him already. But don't forget who else is a free agent that hasn't shown up. You guys are, you guys already know who I'm talking about. I already know. I already know. Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And he's got a history with Konosuke Takeshita. So Takeshita, Ibushi, Kenny, all of them from DDT Wrestling. Kota is perfectly in, in great shape right now. No injuries. No possibility. There's no reason for him not to be at AEW. He said that's his ultimate end goal. It's just when in the storyline Coda should come in. It's not about if, it's about when. So the main thing with him, you know, I guess maybe Hangman, both Hangman and Coda could be in, both Hangman and Konosuke Detesta could be incapacitated by the Blackpool Combat Club. Either they jumped both of them, just the four of them, or Blackpool Combat Club gets a fifth guy. But I don't know who their fifth guy should be. You know, pick anybody. I don't. It doesn't matter at this point. Well, at least not to me. Maybe they might get a really cool fifth guy. Who knows? But the main thing is that Kota Ibushi comes in for the save because he he was he was just at GCW wrestling Speedball Mike ba- Bailey. You know, so we know he doesn't have any injury issues. If if there's anything, the the one reason for Hangman not to be in the blood and guts or or asylum match would be, you know, he's a new daddy. He's got to take care of his 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 baby right now. Coda doesn't have a baby except Kenny, who is his baby, who's there. <laughs> so so you know that that's pretty much what. Oh, maybe. Takeshita is also his other baby, <laughs> or or we'll, we got a word. The word for it in Japanese is kodomo, kodomo child. Mm, is kodomo. kodomo, kodomo, kodomo-san. I forgot. Yeah. There's another word for son, but but kodomo is child. So yeah, you know, just, 
just to add to that, remember also Kenny Omega's contract is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't see I mean, to be honest, I do. I, I see him going, I see him leaving AEW because he said that he's goal orientated and he's already, you know, done everything he could do in AEW. But I think the one thing that could keep him in AEW is them hiring Kota Ibushi. Reuniting the Golden Lovers, have them in the tag team division. I think that's what makes Kenny Omega excited to stay in AEW. Kenny, one of the titles he's never held other than the WWE title is the Ring of Honor one. True. So, because he's, he's already had the impact one as it is, so I think he has at, he at least has to get the uh, a feud with Claudio out of the way because he's he's faced Moxley, he's faced Danielson, Kenny with Claudio one on one would be pretty good. I wouldn't. I mean, they got to keep interferences to a minimum. Like I understand they're both part of factions, yeah. But if they have a match with very minimal interference. Maybe just like one or two run-ins. That's fine. And then we can see it. that in the build-up to double or nothing. If this is the match that they're going with, why not have yeah. that match? And maybe Kenny could take the Ring of Honor title in the meantime, and then you could also have because Kenny has a long history with Ring of Honor. That's where he got his start. You know, yeah. he was like they, he was sharing like small rooms and houses and hotels with with like six or seven other guys. You know, when he was starting out, he met made all of his friends. That's where he met the Young Bucks and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So there's a whole story with Kenny and Ring of Honor all together. Yeah. And then Kenny's a technical wrestler and so is so is uh Claudio. So they could just off that alone, they could they could have the whole thing. They could even do maybe I quit or submission match or whatever, like surrender match. I guess I don't, WWE doesn't have a copyright on I quit, right? I guess no, just, no, 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 no. Oh, no. We've seen I quit in other promotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they could do a night quit match with Kenny and, and uh Kenny and Claudio. And Kenny's done the sharpshooter, and I love how Kenny does the sharpshooter, you know. No, that would so. be a great matchup. But I think another reason why I think Kenny is definitely leaving is you you had the whole incident that went down with CM Punk. Mm. And now we see CM Punk is coming back. I think CM Punk is coming back and Kenny is okay with it because he's on his way out. There's, mm. there's still a lot of heat between the elite and Ken, and uh, CM Punk, and it looks well, like they, AEW chose CM Punk. So I guess that that has to be another match that they have to get out of the way too, in my opinion. If they're willing to work with each other, yeah, that's the whole thing. Besides, unless they want to make it a worked shoot, <laughs> I mean that would be that would be, in my opinion, I know a lot of people want to see Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega two at All In. But if you want to sell out that fucking stadium in England, Wembley Stadium, you sell it out by doing Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. That's what I want. Mm. I want that. I, that's the biggest match they could do right now. Kenny, and and they have a lot of shoot stuff to work into it. So it could be a work shoot, blah, 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 you know, backstage, this, this, that, you know, you and me, all that, all that stuff. And if they want, they could add in some other rules involved. I don't know. Maybe they could add in some MMA rules. They could say, oh, knockout counts or something like that. And like, oh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny trained in MMA and, and Punk, you know, had that whole UFC thing. And Kenny could diss him like, oh, yeah, I was a better – I'm better at MMA than you and blah, blah, blah. And da-da-da. Like, a lot of things you could do with that. Coda – and then Coda versus Punk. Jeez. Like, some, there's a lot of good matchups that I could – Maybe Punk could be the fifth guy. Who knows? That's a possibility as well. You know, mm. he doesn't have any. 
he doesn't have any real life problems with any of the four the four other guys. You yeah, know, he does. The, he has problems with Moxley. He started showing oh, yeah. Moxley on Instagram. So. I thought that, I thought Renee that that is true. I thought him and, and Renee were kind of like buddy buddy. They are, which is makes it really awkward. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They fucking my wife brother. is friends with my fucking enemy. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really, like how does that work? What's up man? with that? How that works? <laughs> Why do I have this glove on? Wait for more curveballs. This is waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, that, I mean. About- yeah. Look, Matt, what about this? Okay, what about if Konoska turns on the elite, joins BCC, and there you have your fifth member for them, and then you have Pangman Page and Cody Bushi coming on, and there you have the Golden Elite mm. together. That Maybe works. you can have. I like you know, that too. Because Konoska Dakeshka would be in a similar role that Stone Cold was in before he joined the Alliance. Because, like, all right, Stone Cold's coming to save us. And then he switches sides, and then that'll get him a lot of heat. That'll give a little bit more flavor to to catch this character because you know him as a baby face. He still needs to like as a heel. He has got time to like cut promos and do all yeah. like 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 when Io Shirai turned on Tony Storm. Like I don't need friends. Da 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 da. So so it him turning heel would be very good for his character and for him to be built built as a as a wrestler. That would be really cool. And you know so, why it would make sense because just a couple months ago. Remember, Brian Danielson took uh, Konosuke to catch the under his wing, and Konosuke was feuding with MJF right mm-hmm. before uh, the last pay per view. I already forgot the name of it. What was it? Full Gear? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Re- Revolution, Revolution. Revolution, right before Revolution. So that that means that there's already a tie in there. You know what I mean? If you look, when Konosuke Takeshita ran into the ring, he didn't hit anybody yet. And he looked at Brian, and Brian's like, What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? So I could see Konosuke going over to the uh, BCC. And then having Hangman and Cody Ibushi come in, that's going to be it's- a perfect five-on-five. And the original uh, was called Asylum, whatever match it was called, uh, Asylum in the Arena, was five-on-five. It wasn't four-on-four. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's it's good. And I think Koda and Hangman have, have, a, have a cool history in New Japan as well. So I think that it will be a very... It'll be the reunion of the Golden Elite, is what it's called when when uh, Coda is in there. It'll be Golden Elite versus Black Hole Combat Club, and maybe they could do a whole Gold versus Black type thing. You know, mm-hmm. I think Black Hole. I think Kota Bushi would also look pretty cool in like Black Hole Combat Club themed gear. So that'll be that'll be a whole yeah. thing in itself. I mean, not Kota yeah. Sorry, uh, Kanosuke Takashi. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. But uh, I'm looking forward to see how the, you know, how the story develops and continues. We still got a long way to go. We still got about a month away for double or nothing. So they have plenty of time to build up heading into you know that pay per view event. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And uh, the hot Skip. potato. Skip. Yeah. Next match. <laughs> Next match. Yeah, you know, just Ah, oh, Jesus. All right, the hot potato one. Yeah. The yeah. fuck. I, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. Jesus, man. Jesus. The fuck? Yeah, what is that, Matt? What are you showing? What are you showing, Matt? You talking about me? Yeah, what was that? 
Oh, that's my. That's just my my uh, to do list board. No, no, the the pink thing. You sh- Never mind. <laughs> oh, did I have a pink thing? <laughs> oh, probably with his finger. It's probably with his finger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, the hot potato, the oh, 24, the AEW 24-7 title. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, a TNT title. But you know what? I'm not going to hold back and not contradict myself because I remember a while I did say, I don't mind these two guys fighting for the belt. I said that. So I'm going to keep my word with it. I did like this. It was fine. Just, you know, the only thing I say is the hot potato situation. Like, yes, okay. Okay, I'm gonna have next week, you know, the rematch next week. TNT title, Hobbs, Warlow, yeah. and then Hobbs is gonna win it again. And like, okay, now he's four time, five time. No man, they they look. What I said, Tony Khan, was to have him feud for this belt, but one keeps it for prolonging keeping the belt, not hopitating the belt between each other. No. No, no, no. You made this your 24-7 title, and it's still, yes, it is the AEW TNT 24-7 title. It is not the TNT championship. Yeah. Tell me he didn't just say that. said it, all right. I said it because it's the truth. But uh, this match was good. Good to see Double A R Anderson with him, which for me doesn't make any sense at all. Like, why are you bringing R Anderson with you? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. There's, okay, you had Tony Blanchard, but that was different. Now you had this guy, Double A, with his Glock, and you know showing his crack. And you're like always, you're like I don't know. His Art, I, he, yeah, you shit. It was like the TV, you know, the TV was pointed at them. I'm like, oh man, come on, you're showing his crack. <laughs> Jesus, don't want to see that. But congratulations to Warlow winning in his hometown of Pittsburgh. See, Tony Khan, you need to learn. You got to break people's hearts when you're having people that are booking in their hometown. You didn't do it with Darby. You made him go over, and look what happened. He lost it. And now right here, you gave it a fucking powerhouse will help on his hometown. You gave it to Warlow in his hometown. Tony Khan, you need to stop doing this and start breaking dreams. No more of that hometown winning shit. Fuck that. Let them lose in their hometown. And let him go home sour as fuck. Who cares? Even if it's on my hometown, Los Angeles, hometown of you know when the Deniro's New York, doesn't matter. Break people's hearts. Who cares? That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're bullshit, though. You keep doing this shit, Tony Khan. You're bullshit. I'm tired of it. They they, yeah. they broke some hearts that later on in the show. Oh yeah, we're gonna get. Oh, we're almost yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. but. Now, yeah, you can't win a title every time you're in your fucking hometown. No, you can't do that. I, just... I mean, shit, the amount of times I go to Chicago, I, a fucking CM Punk is going to be like a 19-time champion <laughs> by the end of the fucking year. By the end of the year, right? <laughs> oh, go ahead, Daniel. Break it down. What are your thoughts? Man, to be honest, I, I think that this was – hear me out because it's going to be very contradicting, but this was the right thing to do, but just not the right time to do it. You know what I mean? I think that eventually the way that Powerhouse Hobbs beat Wardlow for that title, eventually Wardlow needs to get his revenge. But why so soon? Why couldn't this be at the pay-per-view? You could have even built this up for a while, have Wardlow off TV selling the injury. This matchup would have been a perfect TNT matchup at Wembley Stadium. I would have waited all the way till the summer. 
don't do this right now. Have have powerhouse really, you know, build him up, have a good reign with that title, go against top guys, destroy them. You know what I mean? Really make him a star. And then when Wardlow comes back, he could take the title back and it's going to make Wardlow even bigger because he beats a guy who was a freaking monster instead of being a guy who just got the title a couple weeks ago and then drops it again. It's right move, but bad timing too, too soon. It's, it's weird because, you know, it, it feels like AEW listens to the fans and they listen to the criticism but I don't see anybody who's loving the way the TNT title is being booked and people are criticizing left and right and not just our show, but many other shows, but they still continue to do it this way. Yeah, you got a good point there. You got a good point. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch this guy. You better watch it. I don't know about this guy. Yeah, you gotta watch this guy. You gotta watch this guy. But damn. Okay, I can't debate that. No, I can't. I'm trying to, but no, there isn't. All right, Matt Callis, I want to hear if he. I want to hear your take on this. The, the, the hot potato, the 24/7 AEW title. I I gotta say that um the fat the the QT Marshall TMZ faction is pretty cheesy. Like <laughs> it's like it's got a lot. It's pretty cheesy. I know they're heels, but that's super. That's like extra cheese on cheese on cheese on cheese. That's lactose intolerance. You know, I, I got to tell you guys a fun fact about uh, TMZ. Do you guys know what TMZ actually stands for? Actually, no. It, no. It, it means 20-mile zone. And, really? and they don't – the paparazzi doesn't go 20 miles beyond Hollywood, like 20 miles from Hollywood. So that's like mm. the whole idea. So maybe you could kind of – Wardlow can play a joke on them. It's like, ha, I'm past 20 miles. Can't get me now. No. <laughs> <laughs> something, something stupid like that. But overall, it's, it, it is like it, it, this, this villain, this is like, it's almost like if the, if, if Darth Vader was killed like 10 minutes into the movie, kind of, you didn't really build up your heel a whole, a whole lot. This yeah. is like, it's like at the very beginning, like, you know, a Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch, just gets just gets capped with the Glock, with Arn Anderson's Glock. It's like, nope, I'm pulling out the Glock. It's a, in the Wizard of Oz, it'll be a water gun. Yeah. Water <laughs> <laughs> gun. Uh, but man, I mean, I, I do you like this hot potato situation? I mean, nah, nah. It's it. You know it. I'm 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 surprised he doesn't have solo or go go Komaroto. <laughs> None of them. Right? You know what? I I seen solo, but he got power bomb last week. But I don't know. Did he? Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, go go and Komaroto. I think Komarado was just on Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, the match on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh, go go Komaroto. The cutie pies. I think. I I don't know if that cutie pie thing actually caught on though. Well, uh, like I know we were saying it though, but that would have been funny like if it caught on and. Kind of like the ass boys type thing, you know. <laughs> like they they have their own like you know joke name. Like the firm, the firm got eighty six. You know the the big firm ass boys, <laughs> big cast. You know, big yeah. bill. Unfortunately, yeah, I big, digress. Big bills, firm ass boys. <laughs> oh, this didn't go on. This. This title doesn't mean shit, to be honest. And it doesn't. 
I, I, my expectations were to have these two gentlemen to help elevate that title. I, that's why I'm with you, General, that they should have, they kept it on Hobbs a little bit longer. Make him have it, you know, help him to, you know, elevate that. And it also elevates him too at the same time. Yeah. Where, like I said, if you want someone to really elevate this belt, Tony Khan, you need to fucking pick up that phone. You better call this man. You need to call Miro to come back and help him build that Miro. Yes. Give, give, give me up. what I want. Give no, me what I want. want. You have to, damn it. You have to do it. So it just, oh, man, this is pathetic. I, I just feel really bad for, I feel bad for the booking for these two guys. It's, it, it's, it's potentially strong. But the belt is was really fucking it up, to be honest. I think I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough call on this one. I just don't feel Wardlow and Art doesn't fit. My opinion doesn't really fit. Neither does QT and uh, Powerhouse. Like, no. fuck, fuck all the managers. Fuck all the outside shit. Just have these two guys go at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's what, that's what should be it. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, and then of course, what do we get last segment? Oh yeah. Oh no, wait. Do we get the segment? No, we get the next match. Ah, the one that Matt Callis. I've been dying to have you here to talk about this in the next match because he's your boy, and he's also my boy too. Is our boy? Yes, yes. Switchblade Jay White versus Commander, and so man, good uh, debut for Jay White singles match. Uh, one thing is that you can't do what he can do in New Japan. Like, oh yeah, come on, chop me, chop me. No, I, I know you try to do that, but you can't do it here. There, here you have to be more. You have to be here with more. What? Damn it! I was just playing. Yeah, you, aggression. Yeah, you need to be having that more, Jay White. You can't bust what you've done in New Japan, having them chop you and hit you, and then you come back and kick their ass or you'd be the funny guy you're not there yet unfortunately you're starting all over again and now you're starting you were the top of the mountain the top of the food chain in new japan now you're starting fresh in aew doesn't work like that here my boy and i love you so much jay white but it doesn't work but a good win for you and now we get to see you know we saw we saw uh she sean spears in the in the, in the crowd giving you know scoring a matchup a good win by the way for jay white uh, damn, that fucking, oh, the, the finishers, oh, I love it. Uh, then the aftermath, they, you know, they attacked Sean Spears, Ricky Starks come up with the save, and now it looks like we might have the golden, the golden, the golden, black, eh, black and gold bullet club versus, <laughs> versus, <laughs> versus, uh, Sean Spears and Ricky Starks. What's going on? Get your, what's good? Subscribe to Get Your Podcast, man. Awesome, awesome phenomenal guys but man and also the i guess the announcement happened i guess this match or i think before i don't know if it did happen but I, i'm gonna save commander for last one well you know what i'm gonna say right now but congratulations commander you're all elite blah blah but commander i just gotta tell us tony khan i gotta tell us tony khan i have to i'm here to tell you right now we don't care let me tell you right, let me tell you <laughs> we don't care Jerry no, I don't. Like, you're oversaturating, damn it. What are you going to do with Commander now? 
What are you going to do? You're going to have to go on Ring of Honor? This is what you're going to do? Have them going there? Like, I'm happy for you, Commander. You got, you got signed. You're getting paid now. You know, but what are you going to do? You're not going to get booked, right? I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I will, I'm gonna, name too. Yeah. Commander. Commander. Maybe the commander. Just the commander. 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 Like, geez. Yeah. But, yeah, you know what? You, you, did Go ahead, Denaro. Take it away, man. All right. Well, this might be a need to hit that debate of the week. Oh, I'm thinking AEW's fucking up. All right, I'm gonna hit it. Just hit it. All right, hit it. All right. All right. This was a horrible matchup for the first matchup for Jay White. This matchup was. A matchup where Jay White was on the defensive most of the matchup and Commander looked like the star. If you were to ask me who was debuting in this matchup, I would think it was Commander because Commander was doing all his topes and getting the crowd reaction, and the crowd did not give a shit for Jay White. So this matchup put more of a spotlight and shine on Commander. It didn't shine Jay White in this matchup. I think that right now AEW is dropping the ball with Jay White. Jay White was probably one of the biggest free agent signings that they could get in the recent memory. And so far, they're going back to their old ways. No video package. They're saying that this is Jay White's debut in AEW. They said that numerous times. Jay White's debut match in AEW when, if you remember last year, he had about three or four matches in AEW, including the one that put Adam Cole on the fucking shelf in the big Forbidden Door pay-per-view, right? But we're supposed to forget all that. This is his debut again. Like, this is whack. First of all, why are we supposed to care about Bullet Club black and gold when we saw Jay White get kicked out of Bullet Club in Japan? Why is there no video packages? If you're, if you're working with Japan and you're able to use Japanese, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Japanese trademarks, why is it, it there is no video packages showing Jay White as the IWGP champion, showing Jay White beating Okada, showing, showing Jay White beating Okada, it, well, wrestling in Madison Square Garden. You have the footage of him in Madison Square Garden. None of that is being shown or talked about in his debut matchup. He's on the defensive for most of it, taking fucking topes while Commander tries to do his little tight walk for like seven times and keeps fucking it up, tries to do it, finally gets it, and Jay White's there standing for it, like, uh, catches him. Like, is this the top free agent? In the business a has access to that to that Madison Square Garden footage because it's Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have it. So why not at least show? Yo, all they gotta do is show him coming out in Madison Square Garden with that IWGP champion. They don't have to show the matchup and say, "Hey, this is the guy who sold out Madison Square Garden for the promotion that is not WWE. WWE is the only promotion that ever ran Madison Square Garden. The one time it was ran by another company. The man in the main event walking in as champion was Jay White." They don't even talk about that. There's no video packages. This is the old AEW shit that we used to talk about. You know I mean? I remember I was saying a couple weeks ago, AEW starting to learn. You see video packages. They're explaining things. This is good. This is everything that we said it's not. And now Jay White, who you would think you'd go above and beyond to make seem like a big star because he was sought out by every promotion because he was the top free agent. And we're just going to act like he's another guy in another feud. And to be honest, the way he helped Juice, it looks like Juice is the leader, not even Jay White. I, I First of all, I would get rid of this whole Bullet Club shit, right? Bullet Club should not even be a part of this because he got kicked out of Bullet Club in Japan. 
Have Jay White just be the switchblade. Have this be a different team. Call yourselves the fucking, you know, the switch society. I don't give a fuck. What do you call yourself? <laughs> just don't fucking call yourself both <laughs> Like, damn. I don't know. I feel like this is a big fumble so far. And I know people are like, oh, wait, let, let's see how they, what they do. Let's see what happens. But if already the first impression is this guy doesn't even get a video package or any history talked about him, then you already fumbled it. Because now, what are you supposed to do? Two, three weeks later, say, oh, yeah, the guy that looked like he was on the defensive all matchup against a guy who was kicking his ass? This is him in Japan. He was a star, guys. Like, no, you already messed that up. You should have shown that from day one. Mm. Fuck! 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 <laughs> well, there's a problem there. <laughs> you, you wanted the yeah. problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. That is a debate of the week there. Uh, Jesus Christ. You hurt my heart, man. You just like you hit. Yo, I told you I'm back on COD. I'm back with a vengeance, bro. Oh, I'm back with a vengeance. Oh, this is. Oh, you you were you have had points of a lot of things. That's why I said this is not New Japan with this match. You know how him allowing himself to get chopped and get soft. No, he should have came in. Hit the fucking Yurinagi, hit the Blade Runner, one, two, three, squash commander. Oh, we didn't even see the Yurinagi. Oh, yeah. you're right. It should have been a squash match. I'm sorry. This went like 15 minutes and Commander looked like the star. To the point that Commander got signed off of this matchup. Damn. At a point, man. I, I, fuck, man. I don't know. Mike Callis, do you have – can you debate that? He's, this is the debate of the week. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this is a better fit, not for AEW, but for AAA. So, because I was saying that this match is basically what would have happened if Jay White debuted, did AAA instead of instead of uh, AEW. Because I think right now, I think AAA could use like I will. He of Delvin Kingo is their current champion at the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So, I think, uh, and Kenny was the AAA champion, and then another former AAA champion that AEW has. Is Jeff Jarrett, and when Jeff Jarrett plays, and and Jeff Jarrett and Jay White are both not tired, so I think it'd be, I think they'd be better. It like, you know, like they could get more promotion type thing for that title because right now the main card, the the main the main event picture is kind of is kind of what do you call that? Is is uh, the main event picture in, in AEW is most is very saturated. So mm -hmm. right now you can until a good a big time feud opens up. What you could do with Jay White is probably like I guess ha send him to AAA and and have him kind of dominate there, kind of the same way Jeff Jarrett was when he was in AAA. So you do something like that. Commander overall, you know, it's like we've got Ray Phoenix. You know, it, he he's cool and all. I don't know how Commander's English is. Uh, I haven't heard him talk. I mean, he looks cool. It's very oh. commanding. Yeah, very commanding. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, very commanding, all right? Mm -hmm. 
does cool moves, but you know, I mean, you really once again, I'll bring it up with uh, with you, Mike. You definitely have to be the full package when you're here, especially when you're in the main event picture. You can't just yeah. be good with the moves or only be good with the promos or only be good with the technical. You mm-hmm. have to have it all if you if you want. It. You got to have it all if you have the belt. Otherwise, you're a transitional champion, more yeah. or less. You know. I feel like the better thing to do with Jay White, like I know we're going to get into Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, right? But I would have brought Adam Cole back with a vengeance. Like I missed one year almost because of Jay White. You knew Jay White was coming in. Why not have Adam Cole call out Jay White and then been- he wants his revenge and then you have Jay White versus Adam Cole going into double or nothing? Oh, mm. you know what, guys? I actually have a curveball right now. And I, All right, here I, we I go. I really have my glove back on. So. <laughs> here yeah. we go, here we go. All right, let's All right, so this is – I don't know if you guys ever watched the episode, Mike, if you ever watched the episode where we listed, like, our dream factions, top five dream factions. Yeah. My my One of my top dream factions was Chris Jericho, Jay White, and Tomatonga, kind of like a triumvirate of evil. You know, these three, like, very good at promos, very good at moves, very, like, scary dudes. Now – it's not possible now because you know Tama Tamatonga is a is a baby face at the moment, and Jay White's out of Japan, and I don't know if Tamatonga is coming to AEW anytime soon. But what I had in mind, this is this is my curveball, is that maybe after Adam Cole beats Chris Jericho in this feud, if he does, is that basically the JAS kicks out Jericho and mm-hmm. Jay White take over as the new leader and he can make oh, that his action and he can name it whatever the hell he wants. You can call it like the, the fish fishing, fishing wharf number five or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the bullet club appreciation society. You call it dirty Mike and the, and the nasty boys, dirty, dirty Mike and the boys from, from, oh, from the other guys, from the oh, other no. guys. Yeah. The other guys, right? <laughs> they have the jar of mustard with them too. <laughs> Thanks for the F shack. <laughs> to the F shack guy. We're gonna. Oh God. We're gonna put some B's and some A's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on here. We got coming up. Well, next up on the show, we had the Chris Jericho Adam Cole situation. I like this. First of all, someone needed to show Danny Garcia how to work handcuffs. He had, if you noticed, the handcuffs on not only. Adam Cole's wrist, but the same one on the rope where Adam Cole had no slack, where they had those long ass handcuffs and it was just dangling there because it was all on one side. Like, what the hell are you doing there, Danny? But other other than that, I think that it was a really cool segment that was able to incorporate other feuds. I like how they incorporated the the uh, Outcasts and Britt Baker in this. I like how just like Ivan was talking about, they they broke Pittsburgh's heart by having Britt Baker destroyed right in front of her parents in her hometown by uh, Soraya, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm. And I like how Adam Cole was trying to play that sympathy factor. Like, he felt so bad that it was because of him that you had Britt Baker taking her, you know, getting her ass beat here. And he's handcuffed, horribly handcuffed, but forced there to watch. Shout out to Underground Temple. What up? It's popping What's on. Going on? What's going on, man? 
Great call, Great call by TK signing Commander. He just needs to sign Vikingo and happy day. You know what the thing is? Like, I know Ivan said what's going to happen with Commander. What a old fashioned. It's popping. I know uh, they said that there's plans on possibly splitting the roster for AEW as well when AEW gets their second show on Saturdays in June. So if they split the roster, you're going to need a little bit more depth to, to that roster. So I could see that's why they are currently signing new people because if they split that roster, you need to have depth on both sides. So maybe that's the reason why, but I hope AEW doesn't do like, you know, what they did last year where they just signed every single person they could. But yeah, I, I like the segment. What, what did you think, Ivan, of Danny Garcia's? Is that Daniel Garcia? Why am I calling him Danny? Is that the Rocks girl or whatever? What, what did you think of Daniel Garcia handcuffing Adam Cole all on one side of the handcuffs while the other side of the handcuffs was just dangling there? <laughs> yeah, you're right. He does need to learn how to fucking learn how to handcuff because he does not know how to handcuff at all. Uh, Garcia needs to start watching more WWE. So you go back to the Attitude Era. Go even go yeah, even go back to the Golden Era. Watch the Big Boss Man versus God versus Soul. That man you know, knew how to handcuff people, but mm-hmm. right here, no. Jesus, Dumb. no, 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 no. Because here's the bad. thing: the reason why you have those long ass handcuffs is so one side's on the rope, and Adam Cole could reach out, but he's still not close enough to save Britt Baker. But because he, it was all on one side, you couldn't have that effect of him being so close to help. You know what I mean? So it, it was defeating the purpose of the handcuffs to begin with. Oh, before I even go with this, I want to ask your underground to question here. But gonna club back black and gold. Jay White choose Robinson, Brian Pillman Jr. Action on Grady. What do you think? I see Brian Pillman Jr. for sure. Brian Pillman Jr. Would, would be cool. You know, a great addition. Action is ready? No. You know who I really feel that who could be on his way to AEW? And it's going to happen because he got kicked out pretty much of the Bullet Club. And that is, of course, ah, El Fantasmo. ELP, baby. He's probably going to be showing like up. That. And he'll be joining with uh, with the Black and Gold. I would I like that. Man, I that's cool. So yeah. basically, Black and Gold is going to be like the Bullet Club cast-offs that get – Ran out of Japan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. Jedi, Jedi Castaway. Jedi Castaway. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. See, AW truly feels like the new home of Lucha Libre in the United States. Rush, Vikingo, Bandito, Commander, Realistico, Penta, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. They could, but it's just the way how it, it all depends how they book them. My opinion. Yeah. It's just the way how they need to be booked. Uh, KA introduced and. <laughs> Could introduce maybe yeah if he could introduce a cruiserweight but um, now nah, we don't need no more titles and they, they already got like twenty five titles and they don't know how to mm. use any of them so yeah, there's okay. no depth for the cruiserweight rumors of the third AEW show could be I mean but I I rather move one of the belts move the move the international in them to that to that belt if that's the case I mean I don't know I don't know about creating another belt. Get rid of get rid of the TNT and unite it with the unite it with the international and have the international just be the the belt now. That's no, but if you're going to split the brands, then I would see TNT going on one show and then the international on the other show as the mid card belts for the respective shows. But also, by the way, they should get rid of Rampage if we're going to do these two shows because Rampage is just there in the middle. And who's Rampage going to go to if you have a split in the roster of Dynamite and uh, I think it's called Collision? If you have a split in the roster for AEW Dynamite and AEW Collision, then who gets AEW Rampage? And then you also have Dark and Dark Elevation. And then you got Ring of Honor. Like, 
way too many shows for AEW. They have more shows than they have championships. They have more shows yeah. than they have viewers. They got they got <laughs> they got AEW my bathroom. Like it's right there. They're they're, they're wrestling in my tub. <laughs> AEW submerged, submerged every Sunday. Right there you go. <laughs> The same joke about at convention in Southern California. Like, there's so many that they're going to do one at the Denny's and the McDonald's down the street from your house. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but, man, this segment was – this was a storytelling on this business. This reminds me when – this segment reminds me of – when it was the hundred, when it was Triple H and Randy Orton feud, heading into Mania, remember when Triple H was was handcuffed and Randy Orton and Stephanie, right? And then Stephanie, mm. he RKO'd her. He was looking at her, and then he, he kissed and he kissed her, and Hunter was going crazy. You want to rock yourself? Like you know, like that could be the case too. Like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just it's too much, uh, but. Yeah, I like the story. It was, it, it's great. What they should do, maybe. And I know, I, I like I said, I hear them because I want to get their opinion. I want to hear what they have to say. Oh, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna have to say it. I know I never say I, it's rare when I do it. I have to agree with piece of shit Brian Alvarez. I have to. The, I, this because he made a good valid point. Might as well make intergender. Jericho and Soraya versus J, uh, versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. And then you could save Adam Cole and Jericho for the all-in show, maybe, one-on-one. Maybe you could do that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. My I'm, you know, guys, I'm really surprised Anna Jay one's doing the, doing the beating or whatever. Maybe Anna Jay and Ty Conti could join whatever that's uh, the, the outcast or whatever. Because they're still they're still part of the JAS. They haven't turned babyface at all, you know. Yeah. So like, what are you? What's going on? Like Ty Conti was there, you know. Like, what, what's what's up? Like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that too. That that yeah. honestly, I did question that. I'm like, why didn't Anna Jay and and Ty Conti didn't do that? I think that would have made absolute sense. But I get it. You want to have the outcast yeah the current story yeah yeah the current story. So it kind of makes sense in a way. Maybe have them join join in with the with the with the outcast though or something. Like it was like, hey, so, like the outcast gets two more members. That way they could be more like, oh shit, they got the numbers advantage. Like anytime the heels have like the numbers advantage or you know, because you usually like the good guy to be the underdog. Yeah. So the good guys to be outnumbered or whatever. So I mean that that wouldn't be too bad. You know, it was like there's a, you could never have too many bad guys in the world of wrestling. You know, you could have too many guys, but too many bad guys. That <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with that. Heels make promotions, mm-hmm. but um, I I think that another thing is Adam Cole better have some ruthless aggression next week because, mm-hmm. bro, he was like on the verge of tears. Like I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry to Brit, and when they're like destroying Brit, please stop. Please hit me instead, please. No, this man should have, like, Triple H, if you remember, Triple H was, like, turning red. Like, if I break this fucking handcuff, I'm going to kill you, right? 
he, he was like foaming at the mouth where Adam Cole was like on the verge of tears. It's like, no, Adam Cole, you need to fucking want to kill Jericho after this. Like not no, come on, hit me instead. Please don't hurt her no more. Like it should have been like, yo, I'm going to fucking murder you when I get out of this handcuffs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But instead we had Adam Cole. And that's the thing that while I was saying, like they brought Adam Cole back a little soft. You know what I mean? I, I think that before we went to the Jericho feud, with Jay White coming in, you could have did Adam Cole versus Jay White. He calls out Jay White for injuring him. Hey, I'm pissed off that I couldn't wrestle for the last nine months. I want the guy who put me on the shelf. So that got, would lead to that I match. Two, I got two for you, Mike. Adam Cole more I like agree Adam, to you. Adam, Adam Cole more like Adam Charcoal. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> is he getting burned? <laughs> yeah. Adam Cole more like uh, more like Adam Pebbles. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Because uh, softer now, charcoal's a lot softer than regular coal. So <laughs> <laughs> we're comparing him to charcoal. Like, oh god, I, I, I could smash charcoal. I could just throw it on the ground and it shatters into little bits. Man, you, you know? just made me want to grill now. I'm like just going outside, Sorry, right? and grill, like literally, just have a nice brick Oh, baby. <laughs> Can I just say one more, one last thing before we move on? I know I'm like really like holding the segment up here it's all good but um another thing i did not like was you had Britt baker screaming out austin right instead of adam austin what? jenkins everybody, is adam cole's real name right not even they, everybody knows that that's his real name and but exactly about, they're gonna think he's talking about stone cold steve austin like where is he, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> no yeah and the thing is i know that Right now, that they have that other show, AEW All Access, where they're talking about Adam Cole and his injury, and she's calling him Austin and all that. But I think in the confines of the actual show, you shouldn't do that. No. In the, if you're doing a, a behind-the-scenes show like All Access, then it's okay to call them by their own names. But in the confines of the actual show, you shouldn't be calling him Austin. It's going to I'm confuse everybody who's a like, casual fan who doesn't understand that. They're destroying kayfabe, too. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And the only reason, the only time that that's kind of allowed is something like when Roman Reigns said everybody told everybody, like that was okay, that's fine. This is this isn't that situation. Yeah. This is, you know, Adam Cole, as far as I know, doesn't have any kind of his white blood cell count looks pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Uh, let's see. Another ground says Jerk one Daniel Garcia versus Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly leading towards. No, uh, Kyle's gonna be out for a long time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Bobby got Fish. Next yeah, maybe Bobby Fish. He's yeah. healthy. I think maybe Bobby Fish could be the one. I would have might seen a Garcia and Bobby Fish match. I think that'd be pretty solid. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think be very good. Good technical shit. Uh but I like this. Uh I know I get you. I, it shouldn't be Jay White, but I think this. Uh, I like where it's going with, and I, like I said, Jericho is a good joke. He's the greatest Jericho of all time. The top rated professional wrestling, damn it. I, what, do you, what do you think of my idea? I don't know if you heard this, of Jay White taking over the JAS. Mm -hmm. uh, does it get my nipples hard? I don't think so. Hit and then that it also turns Jericho babyface again. That's that's another thing it does. Like Jay White could probably have a feud with Jericho while taking over his faction, and turn Jericho babyface in that in that process. And you make 
Jay White look stronger. And maybe Jericho mm-hmm. and Cole, Adam Cole could team up or something, you know, to face Jay White, you know. So you could do a little bit of that. And they're like, the, the, the Jay, like, you're old, you're a loser, you're not anything like Jay White. And, you know, <laughs> I think I think this, I, I got the stupidest idea. Like, Ty Conti and Anna Jay will be like, well, like, Jay White will have them under both his arms. Like, come on, maybe next week I'll let, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll borrow I'll borrow Ty from you for a week, uh, Sammy. And Sammy's like, come on, man. Come on. No. <laughs> Some, and Jay White's like, what yeah, the fuck? I'm, the best in the, I'm the best in the world. I'm Jay White. And, and this maybe- is a crazy-ass booking that you have right now. I swear to you, what the fuck? <laughs> I would love to see someone give Matt Callis the pencil. Somebody give Matt Callis the pencil. Somebody give this guy the pencil, man. Maybe. Maybe people will feel sorry for Sammy Guevara finally. They, they, that maybe this is how you get him over as a big face. You just have Jay White cuckolding Sammy the whole time. <laughs> Jay White's like, That's why I'm I'm the catalyst of pro wrestling, and I'm borrowing Guevara's wife. Just like you know, how does it feel? How how about a taste of your own medicine, Sammy Guevara? <laughs> What the fuck, man? This is oh, why God. we miss Matt because of all these curveballs that he throws. Jesus, yeah. man. I'm I'm <laughs> David, Bednar, David Bednar, pitcher of the of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You should have been there. <laughs> Little curveball. Little curveball, but we'll see how this story develops more and more. Um, I think they're gonna make Cole go through trials and tribulations against Jericho. You want to fight me? You have to go through Garcia, which he already did. They'll probably do it again. He'll go through either, you know, you know, Angela Parker, Matt Menard. Uh, I don't see, of course, Sammy's out of the picture. So, you know, Jake Hager and then Jericho. So it does give me some time. You know, maybe the, they could do it. Maybe they, uh, the following week I could see Adam Cole busting a promo. We're here from Adam Cole. And then you see Adam Cole. Jericho, like, you know, you want him to be that, like, Bruce's aggression. Maybe he could have that on the camera. You're right on one thing. I, you, They're really fucking up the kayfabe with the whole Austin. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It is, man, they, they oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, I they think uh, TK said in the chat that, Adam Cole's acting here was fucking horrendous. Yeah. yeah, like I agree. Like, God, man, you you worked in the WWE for a couple of years. You would think that WWE would give you some sort of acting skills. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think he he oversold it. I remember he that concussion probably we forgot a little bit about how to oversell on promos, but uh, God <laughs> act, God <laughs> act though, I. We'll see. We'll see what how it turns to be out. And but I say next week, Adam Cole makes. I hope he doesn't be crying. He better not be crying in that promo. He he better not be busting this shit like and then being all mad. At him. No. Better not do that. He better not be like, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass, you know, Jericho, and oh, you hurt my woman. No, no, no. Just be the ruthless aggression. How the neuro said, let it out next week. He's gonna kick your ass. And then Jericho responds, well, you have to go through these guys in order to get to me. The good jokes, you have to get to me. And he yeah, could do that. They could, and then you have like I said, you have a whole month. You could do it every other week, giving him the match. 
so he can warm up for it and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, he's okay, nothing happens to him, and then he's yeah. ready for a double or nothing with Jericho, they can book it that way. I think I, I think this this is a special match mainly. I think that the beginning of AEW and the the where because Adam was the champion of NXT when AEW started. Yeah. So this is and and Jericho was the champion of AEW when during that time period. So this is these are really the two champions of those promotions finally coming face to face. So it, it yeah. they they got to that they should put a lot of stock in this feud just because this is. This is kind of like, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels and Sting or, um, you know, if you could make any kind of comparison, you know, something like that. You know, you can't you can't fumble the ball on this one, but they, they seem to be fumbling a little bit right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll wait and see on that underground asking why do people want to see him punk and Omega at Wembley instead of um, good question on that. Because I, I think got an it's, answer. Sure. Go for it. Take no, it. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Yo, I think that as good as Omega and Osprey is, and Osprey being from the UK, I feel like CM Punk versus Kenny Omega with the heat that they had, that's the biggest match you could do. You might as well do that in front of the biggest crowd you ever had. That's it. You could do Osprey against another guy on the AEW roster. Like, like he, he could still be on the card. And book him to win, but there you could put him up against anybody. Jay you know? White. You could put him up against anybody who isn't from England, and everybody will be an Osprey will fire that. Hell, that you know what I I'll even say this: you could still have CM Punk and Kenny Omega, and not have it be the main event, or or you could have it be the co-main event, and you could have like Osprey versus X Y Z MJF whoever mm. they pick anybody. Cesaro, I mean Claudio, you know maybe his, he could have a rematch with Moxley because Moxley beat him in New Japan. You know a lot of different a lot of different things you could do. Brian, you know, I just hope we finally get uh, Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. in the UK. That'll be fire. there. You go. There you go. That's another must have. No, yeah. Must have. It's on mm-hmm. your it's on shopping list. I'll, I'll pick up some milk and eggs before I get back or with it. A little bit, Zack Saber Jr. and Brian Danielson, some elk, some, some grocery bags. You know, I'll pick it just for you. I won't forget it. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> but you guys want me to get some malt vinegar, some chips, you know, from the <laughs> from the way. Oh Jesus, I love you, man. It's been limited, but. Oh. The acclaimed Daddy Ass versus Jazz. Not the Jazz. No, not J-A-Z-Z. Jazz, J-A-S. The one with the hands. The handsies, guys. The ones that gets your nipples hard. Um, you know what? Gets my nipples hard, Daddy. So, yeah, so this match, eh, this was a filler for me. Uh, but it could, I really don't have much to say about it. I mean, I it was good. Solid. Good win for the acclaim. Uh, I like the the reference that he used on the Draymond Green stomp. I did like that when he when he, you know what he said, Caxter. So I really enjoyed it. But um, it was just a filler match for me. Good to see Daddy Az and Jake Hager one on one. I enjoyed it. But like I said I don't have much to say. I don't know how you feel about it, Daniel. No, I mean same. It was pretty much a filler match. I I 
saw the acclaim winning a mile away. Um, good matchup though. I, I always like seeing uh, Daddy Ass in the ring. So, yeah, yeah. I always been a big Billy Gunn fan. I remember um, I brought these white boots when I was younger, and I used to think I was Billy Gunn. And my mom got mad at me because I called myself the Ass Man, and I was like six years old. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing match. I I think that if they want to put legs on the storyline. Then you would have had the acclaimed lose because I think the 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 stipulation was the acclaimed would have to join JES until double or nothing. So if that was I thought with that storyline, then of course the acclaimed was losing, but they ended up winning. So now I guess the storyline is dead, and you just got to go on to the next thing. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, Matt Callis, how do you feel about this one? It's it's good to see Jake Hager back in the ring. You know mm-hmm. it. It's one of those things where I really don't get to see enough of the big guys against the baby faces. You know, I I want to see like a medium, regular-sized big guy. I mean, re- medium, regular-sized baby face, dude. You know, the smaller against these big baby faces and seeing them prevail. It's a, it's a regular, like whenever there's no storyline to build up, this is just an easy, you know, psychological thing that you could get from the ring. Because like small guy, big dude. Plain and simple. You're gonna cheer for the small guy. You're gonna cheer for the underdog. So you could. They're kind of missing their opportunity to take like that. Maybe it's because he's busy with Bellator or, you know, vice versa. You know, but overall, it's it's a feel good match because of the acclaim. <clears throat> yeah. Bitten bars, the the usual topical topical bars, but you know, yeah. I, I don't have much more to say than that. Yeah. I'm telling you, we'll see how they get booked, man. We'll see. And then, of course, the main event. That's right, baby. Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Sammy Guevara. The main event here. This is the first time they face each other. You know what? I forgot that they even mentioned that for the first time. These guys are having a one-on-one match. And I really forgot. I I just realized that they never actually had a one-on-one match. Yeah, that's hard to believe, but yeah. I know. I, I to be honest, I googled those shit and I went back. Wait, did they, is this the first time they ever happened in AEW? And I guess this is the first time. Yeah. So, but I, I can tell you this: this main event was great. I enjoyed it. I it just see you guys have valid points about Jungle Boy's charisma, his mic skills, his in ring skills. We don't. I don't question it. Guy is awesome. He's great. Mm-hmm. Man, I like the finisher. I know Sammy used that Japanese finisher, but I forgot who was it. I, and I think you know which one I'm talking about, Matt. The one when he grabbed, he he flipped him and he, he turned it to a DDT. Oh my god, that looked horrible. I know that's a that's an all Japan move. That's a, that's a emerald float. It looks like yeah, almost like an emerald floating DDT. Masawa, Mitsuharu Masawa's emerald flosion, kind of, sort of like a brain buster. Did he also do like a fisherman with a leg or? No, no, no. Like it's like a like a. Like a backdrop, but then grab it to a DDT. So that's why I'm like, hmm. Oh, um, uh, Marfuji's. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like a reverse, yeet, right? Like almost, uh, yeah. But he caught him though. Like I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, that shit was yeah, like, Mar- oh, that was Marfuji's finisher, but I forgot the name of it. Yeah, yeah. MJ's tweeted about nothing getting for, for the four way gold was gold. FTR is over. Yes, that needs to happen for sure. But I think it's going to happen for Forbidden Door too, in my opinion. 
Yes, mm. uh, Danielson. Yes, that has happened for yep, Forbidden Door as well. Uh, Shibata and Danielson. Yes, that should happen at Forbidden Door. I totally agree with that. But this match was great. I mean, then it because the ending was not great because we had the ending, of course, MJF coming in, interfering. Mind you, earlier, which which we didn't mention during the segment, MJF went up to Sammy. Hey, you know what? Well, we got to work together. We got to do this together. Look, here, here's a blank check. Give me any number you want. Any number you want. He wrote it down, and we see them huggy, huggy, lovey, buddy, buddy, and then we get. Then that's when we get the MJF interference. They started hugging it out. He carried Sammy. Sammy had wearing his Sammy wearing the the scarf. MJF doing the pose, the Sammy pose right there. It, the ending was meh, but the match itself was awesome. I enjoyed the match. Uh, it was actually good shit. I, I haven't played it for a while, but you know what? Yeah, yeah let's play. This is such good shit. Good shit. It was a good matchup. I will tell you that. But. The only thing, like I, like I was saving myself earlier from the first segment, this is going to, yeah, you're right. It's going to go a fatal four-way. It's going to happen. We're going to see it. Eventually down the line, it's going to be Tony Khan probably making, well, four of you guys are going to face each other at Double Nothing for the AEW title. MGF doesn't have to get pinned. And so I already see that happening already. Yeah. And MGF goes crazy, like, no, no, Tony Khan. But it's going to happen. And... Uh, but the match was great. I really enjoyed it. I think the match was solid, good stuff. Not mad of it. I can't wait to see more of this. Uh, great win for Sammy, you could say, but not to not what I expected. But it was good. I enjoyed the main event. It was really solid. How do you feel, Dinero? Take it away. I'm right there with you. Great matchup. I was really enjoying the matchup. And like I said in the opening segment, I love that AEW gave us a surprise main event because this main event was not announced before the show. This is not often that they give us a matchup that was announced during the show. So I thought that that was really cool. But, yeah, you know, cool matchup. The ending was a little eh. I like the story. I know they're going to find a way back to the story, but I like the story of all four of these guys being the four pillars, but none of them could get along. I don't like that we're getting, you know, the two heels getting along because I thought it was an interesting dynamic that even though Sammy and MJF were both heels because of their past with the uh, inner circle and MJF, you know, feuding with the inner circle, regardless if they're both heels, they don't like each other. So they're kind of stepping away from that. But like I said, you know, we all know that MGF is using Sammy and we're going to get back to that eventually. I just, I don't know. I wish we were just there already. I didn't think we had to do all these like loop arounds and all that. Yeah. I, I, like I said, good main event, but the ending was a little, eh, fell a little flat. Yeah. That's the only thing. Just the ending would feel a little flat. Yep. Matt Callis. Like, like I was saying earlier, if it if it does come down to Sammy Guevara versus MJF, I don't think people are gonna like it. And if you try to sell Sammy as a as a baby face, that uh, people aren't gonna buy that. They're not gonna eat it up. They're gonna be like, if you serve us, serve them a dish that's just covered in a mountain of salt. They're like, ah. That's, that's basically what that be like. If you want to turn Sammy Guevara babyface, it's going to be like, ah, yucky, you know, overall. But yeah. so Darby Allen's going to have to win the next one for it, for it to be even palatable, be, to be palatable overall. And uh, was it uh, overall the match? It's, it's kind of funny because if you watch the Sammy Guevara uh, 
the Sammy Guevara blog, blog, you know, it's always like him and Sammy Guevara, these two are always goofing around together, you know, maybe there might be some references into the vlog, into this, how they're all like buddy-buddy with each other all the time. I remember Marco Stunt and Sammy Guevara were like high school kids out together, and that was, that, and then, you know, what Marco Stunt, Jack Perry, and, and Sammy Guevara are all like, you know, just the usual, the kids down the block hanging out and, and going to the store and watching the same shows and sharing the same CDs. But, you know, and now it turns into a match finally. So, yeah, it, it it's come to a head, you know, overall. I mean, it's good to find the matchup, but maybe maybe some 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 more real life references would be kind of nice to them, each other. Be, yeah. But, you know, next time around, you know. Yeah. Overall, I thought that was a good dynamite, though. I mean, it wasn't the best. Definitely a lot of ups and downs, but. Overall, shout out Simon Miller. Shout out Simon Miller. Ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! It's greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I already want to get into that. Mm. No, yeah, I agree. I, we're definitely still getting the four way. Yeah, I think we're already. Yeah, Jelly Boy's jealous ways and coming in with Sammy and Dark Meat stuff. We gotta get the four way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We are going to get mm-hmm. it. I think it's going to happen, and we'll see how the outcome of it is going to be uh, heading into the next couple, of course, weeks. So, I mean, yeah, we just have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, you know, now let me just bring up, a, actually, as a matter of fact, I want to bring up the card for next week, ladies and gentlemen, because there's, uh, next week's Dynamite should be okay. It should be okay. I'm like, all right, so... I, I saw only one of the match. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I saw one match was announced already. Okay, so let's title it here. So let's see. Uh, pre- let's, let's hit the preview for next week on next week's Dynamite. So let's put it right here. I'm going to put it very brief so we can discuss it. And then we'll Aww. give our thoughts about it. So, yeah. Of course, we're going to hear from this man. You're going to hear from Tony Khan. You're going to hear from me. Yeah, next week, Wednesday. Oh, Big uh, announcement. Big announcement. I don't know what's he going to announce, like always. Hopefully the video game. I hope it's a video game because it's two years later. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yes. And, of course, we got De Niro's favorite boy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. This matchup is going to be amazing. Five-star classic. Jeff Jarrett wins with a guitar shot over the big bald head of Dax Hardwood. Ain't he great? Give this man the title. Fuck the four-way for the world title. Make it a five-way. Put Jeff Jarrett in there. The four pillars and the king of the mountain. Really? 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 <laughs> and then have Jeff Jarrett hold the AEW title for the next 15 years. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> like no, the, my uh, God. With the TNA title. Jeff Jarrett retires with uh, the AEW championship. Here it is. No, 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 hell no, 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 I refuse, no. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, let's see. Who's solo of the Bloodline Entertainment Network? Is it the Lorian? 
with this concept of straight faces. <laughs> oh, solo time? Is it so? No, you know what? I am going to give it a solo shit. Nah, you know what? No. No, solo! <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want to see that happening with Jared. No, 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 no. And of course, we do have, uh, yes, the Butcher the Blade versus Kenny Omega and Konosuke Takeshita for next week happening on Dynamite as well. The Blade so Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg, no, no Goldberg. No, no, I, I said the blade looks like Goldberg if you look fast. Oh my god, yes, he does yeah. look like Goldberg. <laughs> Why do you cut your hair, man? You should have kept it on. Your right. Long hair was ready. And of course, the international championship on the line: mm. Orange Cassidy versus Bandito. As Bandito will be returning after all everything, you know, after but you know with the visas issues, now he's he's gonna come back. So I'm happy to see him back. And of course, we do have uh, the. Pillars tournament Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen, of course, for next week. And I feel this could be the main event, and that is the TBS World Championship. Oh, yeah. As a tie Valkyrie cannot use the road to Valhalla, so it's Jade Cargo defending the TBS Championship versus uh, versus Taya Valkyrie. And this, I think, that should be the main event for the you know for the TBS title coming up next week since it's on TBS, Tony Khan. You have to make that your main event uh, because I don't know, man. What are your expectations for next week's Dynamite? What do you think? I, do you think Taya, Jade? What do you think? I think Jade wins, but we get the rematch at double or nothing. And I think Taya beats uh, Jade. I'd rather see Karen. I hope you're not talking about Karen Jarrett. Please don't tell me you're talking about Karen Jarrett. Hey, if he's talking about Karen Jarrett... I'm talking about Karen Jarrett as well. Nah. Oh, uh, no. Nah, I think that Jade beats Taya, and then we get, like, by, you know, she just etches it out by, like, the skin of her teeth, and then we get the rematch at Double or Nothing. Overall, this Dynamite looks a lot more stacked than last week's, so I'm excited. There's a lot of good match potentials here. Oh, yeah. Matt Callis, what are your thoughts of these uh, next week's preview of Dynamite? I think the... Konosuke, Takeshi, Kenny Omega match, that might actually be the turn that we're all predicting. That's where that's where Takeshi turns and joins B, B, the BCC. That, that'll be then. And then the other one, you know, the, the TBS title needs some new life breathed into it. You know, yes. okay, I kind of understand what you guys are going for with the booking, but Taya's got to win. Taya's got to win, in my opinion. At least... I, I mean, if it, it, they, but realistically, there's what I want to happen. And that's what I, and there's what I think will happen. What I think will happen is Taya doesn't get this, doesn't win on this one, but she gets the next one where she could use Road to Valhalla. So it's gonna, yeah. she'll use, she, she won't use the Road to Valhalla this one. She'll lose and then she'll get a rematch for the next one. Karen, no. Karen, you go. <laughs> oh, Ain't gosh. she great? Oh, Jesus. Queen of the Mountain. Kurt Angle comes out of retirement and that whole storyline opens up all over again. Mm. Oh no. Don't do this to me. No. Why would you play games with me? Just don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens next week. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Great two hours and 40 minutes of fantastic year on the COD. Back again. 
He's back again. They're back. They're better than ever. So the narrow is back. Matt Callis is back. Unfortunately, Ivy couldn't make it today because of, you know, of course, technical issues. And she tried her best, been communicating, but hey, but I guess it's but hopefully we'll have her next week for sure. And of course, the director, he's getting himself retatted, so he COD couldn't make man. it on. Yeah, but you'll see. Yeah, he's getting COD right here. He's gonna be the American nightmare right here. Uh -huh. He's gonna have it right there with COD Word. on one side of the DeLorean and the other side. He's gonna have <laughs> FTS in the middle. Why? It's like the other yep. Sarah's gonna have FTS in the middle. Yo, Matt, what's your band's name? Oh, O N K. He's going to have Owen K in the back of his neck right there. And it's going to be all around. <laughs> all around. There you go. Yeah. He's going to have that. But, man, we'll be back here next Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, catch us here. We're here officially every Sunday now, you know, because right now there's this, we have, you know, no football. And then also because of our schedule as well. So we're here every Sunday. You catch us here at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 2 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard. We're here every Sunday here on the COD and on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Catch us there as well. Don't forget to subscribe to both channels. Follow both the social medias. And we'll be here. And don't forget tomorrow, we got a special interview for you guys that the director has for you. As he interviews a, a great legend. And I'm not going to say who he, who he is. Former he champion. Former champion for sure. And I think this guy paved the way for the MJFs, the punks, the yeah, who else could we say? I mean, there's so many that who are really good at the mic. This man did it for us, I believe. So, and you'll hear the director's great, you know, conversation they have with this legend. I'll get you to find that out. You'll find it here. So make sure, subscribe, follow, get it here, and then you can see it. And then, of course, don't forget. Follow, of course, of DeLorean. You can follow him as well on the social media platforms. And if you have iHeartRadio, check him out. Check out the Wrestling DeLorean on iHeartRadio, ladies and gentlemen, because mm -hmm. he is kicking ass there and taking names. And that's what I love about it. And so make sure, follow, subscribe to iHeartRadio, follow uh, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast there. Are you going to be there five days a week, or are you going to be there for how many days a week? Are you gonna be right so now, it's back to three days, but we are working on five days. And also... You know, I just want to give a big shout out to the 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 pre though not the pre-launch, the relaunch, right? If you guys go back to Friday's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, we actually tell the story of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. If anyone never knew like the actual story of how this shit started and the the interesting story of how it started and it came about, then check out Friday's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. But yeah, we're back to 3 days a week, but we should be going back to 5 within a couple weeks. We're in conversations. Awesome. awesome. That's absolutely great. Fantastic. And yes, we did cover that underground. So if you might want to go back <clears throat> from the beginning, we covered that for sure. Hit that rewind. Hit that rewind and, and watch that again. But man, yes. And then, of course, now Matt Callis' return, baby. He made his return and he's back. And now I can't wait to have him more and more often. But, you know, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. It is about that. Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs> That's it's right. not as loud on my phone, but you know, I, I know the noises they're making. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, you know, of course. Me, just like Bill Watts, Eddie Graham, Vince McMahon, and Vern Gagne. That's you. <laughs> and we do miss you. We do miss seeing that a lot. 
That is don't be sure. surprised. Don't be surprised if you guys see more Pittsburgh Pirates memorabilia that I'm wearing. You know, I'm not. I ain't going for the Dodgers. I ain't going for the Yankees or the Mets or the Angels. My team, my team is the Pittsburgh Pirates because I'm a I'm a pirate. I'm all about pirates for the rest of my life. Our, <laughs> our, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Your team is who your team is. Yeah, but yes. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, follow us, subscribe to us, all those beautiful things. Description right below. Hit it. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow for director's interview. I don't know what time. That's director's control, not mine. He's taking care of that. Just keep an eye on it. Right here. So keep an eye on that, ladies and gentlemen. The whole Stevie's one I would see. And, of course, my man over here who takes you back in time. That's right. He takes you back in time. That is Mike Romero, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. No Rhodes himself. And of course, Invisible Woman Hand of podcasting because he's made his Invisible Woman Hand return. Oh, yeah, my, I was wearing I was wearing your wrestling DeLorean shirt to band practice the, uh, hey. the other day. <laughs> I mean, I, and I and I went to sleep in it right after. So it was like your shirt oh. kept me. Was it comfortable? It was comfortable. Great. That's right. See, we, we provide comfort. We yes. provide comfort. Comfort and warmth. The clothing yeah. on our each other's backs. Yes. yes, we do. We definitely do do that. We provide that merch as well. Hit up our merch stores. So you can get your wrestling DeLorean and Circle Debate merchandise. You see right there. You got that. I got the coffee mug right here. Mm-hmm. See the full side of coffee mug. We're not shills, we promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I buy coffee. My coffee mugs in my car. I, I I was drinking espresso out of it, like a few <laughs> times in the morning. That's right. Boy, man. Not espresso. Sorry, cappuccino. Ah, cappuccino. Cappuccino. Mm. Ah, do do they draw like the flowers and the foam on top? <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> look like he said. It looked like he mouthed yes. So we're just yes. gonna go with that. <laughs> we gotta go with that. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget. Follow everyone on the Bloodline Entertainment Network and also on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Go to bloodlinenetwork.com. Get all your needs from all from your sports and MMA and anime. All your articles are there. Go to bloodlinenetwork.com. And also don't forget that the Bloodline, COD, Wrestling DeLorean, we don't just make podcasts. Matt, we missed you saying this, so now you got to say it now. What do we do here, Matt? We don't just make podcasts. We make history. We make history. Did you do a goodbye? Good night. Yes.